The following program is not appropriate for young humans or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Canadian Pirate Cast is filmed before a live studio audience. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. Oh wait, what day is today? Too, we shouldn't be saying that as well. It's August second. August second, two thousand twenty-one. So I know this has been like happening for a while, but Tim Hortons is definitely more American than Canadian now. They have, they have. You've, you've seen the Timbits cereal, right, Gummy Bear? Yeah. Uh, I doubt. I doubt it's outside of Canada. It's not likely. Um, I don't, I, maybe it's in the U.S. too, but there's a yeah, Timbit cereal. But I got a YouTube ad the other day for the Tim Hortons Cafe Mocha cereal. It's a coffee. Ew. And it's, well, okay, so here's thing, dude, it's just a thing. That's not the first coffee cereal. That's gross. I don't, uh, that, and there's like been other, other cereal companies that do that before. What made me laugh about this ad, though, is that it's like a mom in the kitchen, you know, your typical 90s mom. It's like, hey, honey, how's it going? And then the teenager just comes downstairs like, Mom, don't talk to me until I've had my cafe mocha. Pours the cereal. And I was like, oh are, they, are they sprinkling caffeine in that cereal, making it addictive? <laughs> and I, I know it's the joke about just getting kids hooked on caffeine when they're young, which is like, it, there's no caffeine That's in the cereal. That's a little disturbing. <laughs> well, there's no caffeine in the cereal, right? But it's getting kids hooked on the whole coffee thing. Although, you know, I don't see that, like, and I'm making fun of that, but I don't actually think I have an issue with that. I was drinking coffee by the time I was like 15 and 16. Like, that's not uncommon. Uh... I wasn't. It doesn't say your growth or anything. That's all old wives' tales. I just think it's funny that the marketing is like, you know, you're definitely who you're marketing towards. You're trying to get the teenagers on that shit. That's just what made me laugh. <laughs> Welcome to the Canadian Pirate Cast. I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid. I'm Gummy Bear. And Sque- squeaky Gummy Bear. Yeah, so uh, some stuff happened. Uh, gummy Bear, do we want to go with uh, your tale or mine as to what what caused you the loss of your majestic voice? Mine. <laughs> okay, fine. I think mine's cooler, but go for it. There was a fierce storm, and it was very loud and windy on those high seas. I had to shout orders to save our lives, and I have lost my voice somewhat. Although it's a little better today than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there might be segments that I might have to read out for Gummy Bear, but she'll be there. And if she's a little bit raspy, that's why. To clarify, my version of the story was the same, but it had sharks with laser beams on their head. And I thought that was way cooler. <sighs> you didn't tell me that. That's not fair. <laughs> So, to start off today, we're going to do things a bit backwards, too, to give Gummy Bear's voice a break. We're going to start off with um, my segment for Beyond the Coast. But I wanted to just start off with Corrections Corner for something for our last bonus episode, Late Train Game Reviews, because it's something we started kind of debating in the middle of that. I'm in the middle of that, and I figured out the answer after. So, we got into kind of a, like, half debate, half agreement over if the protagonist the the main girl ellie in the game the first last of us game was modeled off of elliot page and when before they before they had come out as non-binary and transitioned or whatever so the thing is that from articles of the time basically how it started was that elliot page claimed first that they used his likeness and that they did not get get his permission 
they said we did not use your likeness, which is true. Like the character Ellie does not look like El- like El- Elliot Page at that time. Exactly. Like similar, but not exactly. But this is also a thing because Elliot Page was going to be in Beyond Two Souls, another game. And that's why like, it's offensive that you're using my likeness when I'm already like sold my likeness to this other game. I just... Which was less well-received. Beyond Two Souls got average, mediocre game reviews. I just think that's so narcissistic. Well, why are they... Why the fact that they're trans different make them not a, a shallow Hollywood actor? Why oh, is that... I never I never said that. <laughs> I know. Sorry about that. I, I do. I, I don't like actors. I have a... I'm sure some of them are good people, but I generally... I think most of that consider most of them aliens, essentially. At that, when, when you get to that point of rich and famous, you can't live a normal life and you become an alien. Well, don't you know that they all turn into lizard people? Except for Macaulay Culkin. He's cool still. Oh, dude. He's Macaulay cool Culkin, he, he's awesome. He, he's stayed, so cool. he, he stayed human somehow, and God knows how. And same with Daniel Radcliffe. Like, he had his demons, but it's like they don't all become lizard people, like, obviously. But there's a lot of them. Like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, she sucks now. It's like, now, well, now we now we know she sucks, or maybe she always sucked. She, she always was, sucked. She was, she was better they at hiding suck. it. She's better at hiding it. They all... Y'all suck. Can't trust everybody. Everybody sucks. Okay. So yeah, I just want to. Oh my god. But I just want to point that out because that was a big contentious. Well, like that was not a contentious. Oh, sorry, you know weird. who doesn't suck? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, who loves trees, likes to hug those trees. Probably loves those trees more than his own children. They did his <laughs> children didn't even get a birthday card this year. Oh god, Fucking trees got a YouTube video. <laughs> does he have children? I don't know. Dave Suzuki does. His kids hate him. I don't know who that is. Oh, wait, wait Dave... I, I know. I just misheard what Dave you said. Zuki? I know who that is, obviously. Oh, he's a, he's a giant hypocrite. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has, well, a, he has a yacht. And he's surprise. a huge environmentalist who likes to tell people what to do. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, and oh, God, who's the other one? Uh, Paul, McCarth- Paul McCartney. He's a big douche, too. <laughs> don't club baby seals. It's wrong. <laughs> bon Jovi. Uh, oh, fucking Bono. <laughs> That's who I meant. What the fuck? No, I'm, I don't know. I, I like... meant to say Bono, not Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... They both start with the same three letters. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bon Jovi. I did not mean to curse your name. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, I'm sure Bon Jovi's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I want to start off today, um, now that I'm all hopped up on caffeine, on... Uh, I just want to plug this, even though we're not sponsored by this at all, but... Monster Energy Java. They have one with oat milk here that's better than it should be. It's pretty fucking good, actually. It has, like, less sugar and all that kind of shit than the other ones. These are all bad for you. These are all fucking terrible, but I have one of these once a year. It's better than it should be. Monster, please sponsor us. I will say nothing but nice things. I like your cool logo. I like your shit. I just don't have it because it's not healthy for me. Sponsor us, Monster. Please, God. We need the money. So, I want to start off, though, today, before we go into Beyond the Coast, because this is, like, a thing that set me off this week. It was about oversensitivity. And it was actually, gonna, I was originally going to go into a thing about lazy coworkers, about, like, those kind of little nitpicky things when it's, like, this, within five seconds of extra work, like, come on, like, you're, you're a fully grown adult, you're not working a minimum wage job, or people phone it in, and it's acceptable, because you're making ten bu- or five bucks an hour. But this is a, I got into a thing about oversensitivity this week, and this started with this YouTube channel called Girlfriend Reviews, which is just this new YouTube channel started a couple years ago. It's very cute. It's they were Girlfriend Reviews video games from like a backseat perspective, which was kind of interesting. And they're very wholesome. They took off and they're really popular. 
but they don't like and they don't really do any drama shit that's not really their shtick they just they're just kind of cute in their own bubble and they're cool but they had they i don't know they released this apology video about some shit and it sent me down this rabbit hole of like what the hell had happened and actually because it was about the last of us 2 which was what we also talked about in the last late chain game reviews where i was like oh the last of us 2 was controversial for some reason and Pew and Gummy Bear were both like, oh, it might just be headlines. But then I looked into it, and the game was actually controversial among fans. Because, and I don't want to spoil the game because it's relatively new, but there were some story beats that happened that pissed people off. And it's just some people love it, some people hate it. There are some valid criticisms of it, It's but it is a very divisive game. Anyway, though, in they, made a, they really enjoyed the game, though. So they made a video called Understanding Last of Us Part 2. And they criticized some of the criticism of the game in just kind of like a lighthearted way. Um, and But they kind of got like a lot of flack for liking it in the first place. But the two biggest things, and this is mostly with like a Reddit thing. This is with The Last of Us 2 Reddit, which is apparently really notoriously hates the game. But they, they had these two lines in their script, this 10-minute video that was just people freaked out or really took up, really buttered over. The first one was, only a fool would call this lazy writing. And people took that as, if you don't like the story, you're stupid. And a large amount of people construed this as that. And another thing that they said was, if you reach the end of the credit... Oh, and the new character that they introduced is Abby, which was the divisive character. But if you And people fucking hate her because she's not Ellie. But then they say, if you reach the credits and you wish you could have killed Abby, even after walking a mile in her shoes... And you may have beat the game, you were playing with the controller, but you may have lost the game, Naughty Dog was playing with your soul. And people interpreted this as them saying that you have no soul if you didn't like Abby. What? Because people are oversensitive as fuck. Oh my god. People got really offended by this. It was mostly the Redditors from Last of Us 2, and it became <laughs> a bunch of drama on. and crap that they had to clean, and they had, and they had to, after they clapped back one time because they just kept getting like piled on about this over like a year. It was slowly brewing. But it ended with some one redditor making sending fake death threats to themselves and starting a bunch of drama. And then they had to get first they wow. then the mods uh, the mods in the Last of Us Two Reddit were also like spreading shit about them too, being like they said this shit and taking stuff out of context. So then finally they were able to strike a deal with them so that if anyone men- anyone mentions them, they'll just immediately delete the comments so they get left alone. But they were getting like death threats and shit like that over this dumb, oh very gosh. dumb shit. It was a fucking game review. Dude. And so I have a bunch of shit to say about oversensitivity in our culture nowadays. And I'm not even like super fucking conservative. I hate fucking people being little bitches is what it is. And this is my fucking thing. And this oh, comes boy. from something before anyone gets in my shit. I was bullied for all sorts of notorious shit. I was such a fucking stupid shit as a kid. What happened to fucking sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Ooh. Or what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I don't want to make this a thing about PC culture, although I blame part of this for that kind of shit, too, because this whole thing where you can't say anything because it'll trigger or hurt somebody's fucking feelings. <sighs> Go. Um, I just want to say, like, you know, what happens on the internet isn't, like, all that kind of internet drama, which can get, like, real crazy for no reason. Most of that isn't happening in, in real life, so... You know, I wouldn't worry about it that much. No, it's actively true about that. And like, you're right that this isn't crossing over into the into the world about that, right? But it's still the kind of thing, right? Where you have these conversations and people <sighs> fucking like getting your panties about shit and something because you say the fucking word retarded and shit like that too. And I'm saying that in the way of using it like where you say that if I said PC culture is retarded because I think it's slowing down society by the actual definition of it, <laughs> people can get their panties in about that. But I think if it's my genuine belief that it's slowing down progress in society and making us pussies, 
Sorry, I shouldn't. I rephrase that because I actually no. I have a thing about pussies. Pussies are tough. I don't think I don't like using that as that. I like little bitches instead. You're so angry. No, it fucking pisses me off. No, pussies are tough as shit. They like they push out babies and they can take a pounding. They are tough. That has never made sense to me. People are little bitches. Pussies are actually strong. So I mean that people are becoming little bitches. But it's this kind of shit that leads to oversensitivity. Everyone feels entitled to a fucking safe space, and that, in my opinion, is also a retarded concept. Slowing down society. It fosters weakness, thin skin, and a lack of sense of humor. Nobody can take a fucking joke and to the point where people go out to, com- to go out to a comedy night and heckle somebody because they're offended by a fucking joke. Because Dave Chappelle made fun of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> Consider this thought experiment. Just like in yourself. I want everyone on Earth to think of this. Anyone listening that's like awesome enough to listen to her or think, like, thank you for listening to the podcast. But I would like to call everyone on Earth a fool. Now think about this. If you're not offended, Fantastic. You are a grounded person with a good sense of self, or you can probably recognize that I'm just a silly jackass and I don't literally mean everything I fucking say. But if you are offended by that statement or anything else I've said, then in my opinion, you are more than a fool. You are a little bitch. Why would you be offended by anything I have to say or have a fucking opinion about? I am some insane, masked, knuckle-dragging idiot on the internet, the anarchy of connections. You don't know me and I don't know you. Why would you care? But more importantly, is it okay that not everyone everyone fucking likes you or has a positive opinion of you? It's okay that people don't, not everyone fucking likes me. Not everyone fucking likes everybody. Is it okay for somebody else to have a different fucking opinion than you on a video game or a political thing or anything? Can we just accept that, cool, some people like this game and some people fucking don't? It's just, like, no one can take a fucking hit for anything, right? When I was a fucking kid, there was a, like, so I have German heritage in my family. My grandfather fought in the German army. Um, he was like 16. He was drafted. He was not a fucking Nazi. He was drafted in the army. And when I was a kid, though, there was a kid in my fucking block that would make fun of me for that shit. And he called me a Nazi and shit because I, I had like super blonde hair and blue eyes as a kid. I was basically an Aryan poster child. That really hurt my fucking feelings as a kid and like, you know, made me cry some days. But then my dad explained to me what the Nazis were. Okay, no, grandpa fought in the German army. He was drafted, he, he wasn't by choice and he's fucking traumatized from that too, he had PTSD. Um, but also the National Socialists was a political party that took over the country and just because every they were like overruling the country does not mean that everyone followed by those, like exactly those ideals because it was a big shit show where people were indoctrinated into the cult, into the cult of personality and the raising of that kind of shit, right? But because someone was fighting in the army for that country against their will, because it's either fight for your army, you get shot or been prisoned. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like these, these nuances are lost in this thing. So when you're in, when you're blindly just making fun of and this kid, this kid didn't fucking know any better, too. So that's like not his fault either, because he was a fucking child. Once that was explained to me, though, these complex, the complexities and nuances of what this actual thing was, anybody like I was, I, it took a while for me to, as a kid, it was like to get over it. But by the time I was 16 and I could comprehend shit, I was like, that's fine. It's like, because I know what it actually was. Anybody that calls me a Nazi, well, they're a fucking idiot. They don't know what a Nazi was. They don't understand it or they're choosing not to. So you know the people that say shit like that, they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. So instead of people getting freaked the fuck out over little things, stuff like that, why don't we just give each other the benefit of the doubt and assume that we had the best intentions? Because then when you run, to, and again, you jump to being a thing, oh, fuck this person, blah, blah, blah. And this goes, again, the most the most common thing for both political sides and different things, call each other fucking Nazis. It's just like... What happened just giving people the benefit of the doubt in this kind of shit, right? Wouldn't the world just be a nicer place if we did that instead of taking everything as a fucking insult like this, right? Again, from this, starting this off with this very wholesome YouTube channel that is wholesome as fuck. I cannot stress that enough. And it's just like, why? 
they're not, it's not even one of those, like, there's not even one of those things where they're like a political channel where they, they get do controversial shit, which is kind of part of the brand. But this is where this is leading to. Or the same thing with fucking Lindsay Ellis having a 40 minute apology video like a year or like about a year ago for the same thing too, where she is like, she's woke as fuck. So she is so woke that I stopped listening to her because it started to piss me off. And she had to do an apology video. Like that's where the shit leads. It's like, you can't have fun anymore. Nobody can make a joke anymore. Everyone's so fucking like this. Wouldn't it be better if we all had thicker skin and we could just take a fucking, take one on the chin and know that, okay, well, fuck you. I'm better than this person or clap back. I don't know. Sorry. That's just my way. I know I can't work for everybody. And it's like, not really my place to say because I have had a great life of white privilege. Not exactly. My family is middle class, but like, you know what I mean? Like I never had to deal with any kind of racist shit or any stuff like that or any kind of prejudice shit for being gay or any crap like that. But there is, I feel like there is a difference then, again, between just being able to like take things with a grain of salt and understand when somebody is calling somebody like, screw these derogatory slurred, let's get rid of them and genocide them. There's a difference between that and Dave Chappelle having a comedy bed. Sorry, that's my whole thing on oversensitivity, but. Okay. Sorry, probably I went some, I think I went some places there that I, like, I don't know, I kind of like, I, when I got up there, but yeah, like I stand by, I stand by the majority of that rant and just like, I think that everyone's over too, there's too much oversensitivity and people need to start just learning to take insults and take it with a grain of salt and maybe clap back without being just like, fuck you, go die. Like, be clever about it. Well, that was really intense. I'm sorry. Did I? Sorry. Does that? Does that too much gummy bear? Did I just like throw a lot of? Did I spit in your face at all? No, thankfully. Thank God. I'm I'm concerned about that. Can you imagine while you're ranting and I'm just like, like angrily wiping your spit off my face? Well, I, the thing is, I probably assume it was perspiration because of how intense it is, how close you are. You are, you're sweating with perspiration from being so close to the kid. The flames of your rage. The shout out to Dwayne Johnson, by the way, is one of the best. He had the best wrestling persona of all time. <laughs> it's like he's with this reporter. I can see you're wet with perspiration from being so close to the rock. Like yes, <laughs> the people's eyebrow. Man's oh <laughs> legend. Dwayne Johnson for president. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wouldn't want that. Anybody that runs for political office, you have your life upturned, and people hate you. And okay, shit like that. okay, okay. The only thing. Okay, I mean like. Um, the only thing, um, shit. You have to, you have, like, I think the best part about that, if Dwayne Johnson ended up being president, which, which would objectively probably wouldn't be a good thing. The only good thing about it would be, um, hearing him make speeches. I'd listen to them. I would probably actually I would actually, to them. Yeah, I would actually tune into those. <laughs> I mean, because, like, I, I usually don't because, you know, not American. I, why why would I waste my time with that? I, but... I can barely do that for a Canadian prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> that actually affects me. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's basically it. I, yeah, like, again, I don't, I, I don't want anyone I love to actually run for political office because your life gets upturned. Like, this is a point made about Trump, where he was, before he ran for president, he was kind of lovable. He was, like, this kind of larger-than-life asshole, where he said, he said smart-ass shit. And he was, like, he was hated, and there was a whole birther shit there, that, that true birther shit, which was really, like, dicey and shit, which was, not like, not cool. But he was kind of, like, just, he wasn't as hated as he is now, is probably the best way to phrase it, right? Like, he is despised by more people than he ever has been before. 
And you didn't have that <sighs> before this. That's my point. You know what I mean? So I think that, and, but that goes for anybody that runs political office. Like if Trudeau just stayed a rich boy and never got into politics, he probably wouldn't even be a second footnote. We just know about him that we probably wouldn't know about the blackface. We probably wouldn't know about all that weird shit and how he fell down oh some God. stairs. Seriously, it's, but that's always, just what happens when you run for political office. Everything gets upturned. I always forget about Trudeau doing doing blackface and like and then and then every time it comes up again i'm just like oh my god i can't believe he did that it's it's uh, he did it more than once which is it's just like oh my god the one that got me was the creepy one where he had his hand around the woman's neck that was like a bit just like why is he holding her neck like that i think maybe he's being sexy maybe he was dating her at the time he was just being like a sexy like maybe like choke sex for a picture like i don't just he's showing the world that they like choke sex that's the symbol for that (laughs) trudeau likes aggressive choke sex because it's where he gets all his rage he's so he's like he's basically okay he's a beta in real life he's just like such a such a beta so he's he's like this is the only place i have some confidence That's scary. I don't like that. I've, well, you know, different, no judgment, different strokes for different folks. All health, <laughs> healthy, sex positive lifestyle. Canada's very sex positive. If he, Trudeau has like a Mr. Gray sex dungeon and that's where he gets it, that's what makes him feel like a big man, then, you know, like, good for him. So, oh shit, we want to talk about this before we go into Beyond the Coast, but because this just came up on Reddit and this is making us really laugh, so... What should do you want? Do you want to read the Trudeau tweet about abortion, or should I? Oh, go for it. So let's go. Let's go into this because this was trending on Two Chromosomes Reddit, which I guess I'm just learning about, but I guess it's Reddit for pro positive women issues. It's yeah. It's just like w- women, uh, women subreddit. Okay, random question actually though: Do they count trans women as? Cause it's yes. Just, it's, it's called two chromosomes. That's why. Because trans women don't have two chromosomes. I'm not trying to be a dick. That's just a fact. Wait, is that? Isn't that you what mean two X chromosomes because everybody has two chromosomes. Well, that's what. Well, it's not my fault. That it's wait. Is it called two X? Is the Reddit called two X chromosomes or two chromosomes? Two X is two chrom. If you're on two chromosomes. Oh, I thought that was times. Fuck me. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I sorry. Two X chromosomes. Okay. I think there might be like a joke subreddit like that or something. Okay. Oh, okay. Remember. Cool. No, two X chromosomes. Okay, but the point is though, so they count trans women as two X chromosomes. How progressive of them? <laughs> I was just gonna say. Wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, okay, so this whole thing with Trudeau, this was trending on 2X chromosomes, um, where Trudeau, quote, every woman in Canada has the right to a safe and legal abortion. And the top comments are, it's time to stop telling other men that's okay for them to decide or what women can or cannot do with their bodies. This is awesome. Uh, Gummy Bear, uh, tell me, where in Canada is abortion uh, legal? Nowhere. Oh, really? Throughout all 13 provinces and territories or whatever we have? Mm-hmm. Do we have 13 or 12? How many do we have? Now we'll find that out next episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Uh, sorry, it's making me crack the fuck up. <laughs> the. So, yeah, so abortion is legal everywhere in Canada. And uh, Gummy Bear is more of a bit more, knows more about this than me. But I want to just clarify this because when you actually click on the article. It's, uh, so Trudeau just had a tweet where, let's see here, it said, the right to choose is a woman's right and a woman's right alone. Every woman in Canada has the right to a safe and legal abortion. It's time men stop telling other men that it's okay for them to decide what women can or cannot do with their bodies. Um, But earlier in the article, it says here at the second sentence, yesterday, Aaron O'Toole, the conservative leader party candidate, confirmed that while he is pro-choice, he would let New Brunswick government decide how provinces fund their own abortion services if he became prime minister. 
So is this is New Brunswick doing something? I doubt it. They're kind of New Brunswick's a weird thing. New Brunswick's kind of a weird thing because there's like one family that kind of owns everything in New Brunswick, and it's kind of it's like a, one of those weird bureaucratic colony things. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's. I mean, if that's if that if if they're if they're if they are doing something, then I like I don't know like then. Here's here here's my here's just asking maybe there is a maybe he do you understand how many people would freak the fuck out if that happened in New Brunswick? Think about the ancient old people talk say we will about the forest trees right now. How many fucking people do you think are pro or pro choice in Canada compared to how many people support these fucking hip these ancient trees? I would I would I would argue I would say that. If the Conservative Party comes in power, they're not making abortion illegal anywhere. They're not going to let New Brunswick do that either. Like, I don't think that would fucking happen. Just because, again, they no, would be... I highly be, doubt it. They're way too much flack for that shit, man. Most conservatives nowadays... Like, here's the thing. The only people that are really anti-abortion are, like, religious zealots, which are a small fraction of the Conservative Party, and are getting smaller. Everywhere you look, religious like religion is dying out slowly, man. Their numbers are going down. When was the last time you heard of somebody becoming a new religious person that wasn't getting off of drugs or kind of getting just just getting out of jail? Slow down. Sorry, thank you. Sorry, I'm talking too fast. My point though is that, or again, is Gummy Bear made this point so she, so she can elaborate more on it essentially. But it's just fear mongering before the election that like some shit's gonna happen when. It, but better vote for me or the conservatives. You know, look at them. They might, but they they won't, and they. It's never happened. Oh, well, what happened with Harper? Same thing. No, but when Harper was there, did he make abortion illegal? No. He was a jerk for like nine years? No, but there were no, I'm saying there's a, yeah, like, at least, I think it was like eight or nine years. He couldn't do it in a fucking decade? And, That's my uh, point. No, like, there was fear-mongering about him going to, like, oh, he's going to do, like, he's conservative, and he is religious, I believe, as well. But he, like, li- literally never mentioned it. They never even tried or mm. brought it up at all he just it wasn't you know he i believe he may have said publicly i don't know that he personally was against it but like as the leader of our country he was not gonna like push that on everyone else same thing with um with uh um gay marriage didn't like didn't repeal that it's just not gonna happen because I think that they know, like, they know that it would make people too angry. So, like, and so the new conservator, uh, Aaron O'Toole, uh, conservative leader, I guess, as you said, said that he's pro-choice. Um, the old conservative leader said, may have, I, I actually don't know. That's like, it's such a long time ago. I'm, I might be just completely making that up in my brain that, that Stephen Harper may have said that he is, but he doesn't. So I don't even know if that's true. Uh, I have no sources. You're just throwing this at me, and I'm throwing my, throwing my brain out nope, there. No, we don't so have I just, sources. I just need to make sure that that's like out there that I'm literally just talking out of my ass. Sorry, we can check. We and and this is also not me saying like, oh, um, vote conservative or like that. I would ever like anything. It's just like, and I'm not gonna tell you who I'd vote for, but, <laughs> um, I'm just saying that it's it's the it's the part of the part of the election circus is is saying stuff like that for no reason i sorry sorry, sorry, sorry. i'm done now. okay no sorry because i know i sorry i wanted to jump in because i'm still bad at conversation and i'm podcasting <laughs> so i here's like i i go by actions right it's always 
yeah, there's what people say and what they think, but you go by their actions is how you judge people what they do things, right? And 10 years, Stephen Harper did nothing to uh, like repeal gay marriage or or those kind of rights like that, right? And it's nope. so anybody that don't get me wrong, like they're right where the fundamental fundamentalist Christians are conservative, right? That's why the conservatives don't flat out condemn shit because they know those voices are there, but they're kind of like they don't do stuff that would piss off more like the populace, right? Because they want those swing votes in Canada, and that's kind of and that's. So it's kind of like a thing where it's almost like real, like again, Christianity and these like hardcore religions are dying out. They aren't getting more members. So there's kind of like a thing now where Christians kind of have a, like I don't know. At least I'm not. I don't know this for a fact, but I just kind of assume that Christians have like an unspoken, unspoken kind of thing with conservatives, where like their goals still all line up, and even the the fundamentalist ones like no gay marriage, no abortion, and yada yada, no divorce, and all that kind of crap. That's. <sighs> that's they just they know that that's never really going to happen they want it they fucking want it but they're realistic about it too maybe in some aren't some probably aren't like as as i always say there's five percent of every population that's flat out fucking stupid but that's on both sides that's not exclusive to like left or right political that's just humanity five percent of humanity is flat out fucking stupid oh well um but I thought that was interesting too, because again, it was, and that's, it was, and the, the reposting was trending on NDP subreddit being like, uh, this is already, it's already legal throughout Canada. And see, goddamn, the NDP subreddit is so much more active, man. They got a, the fucking conservatives got up their game. There's like, there's totally young, there's totally young conservative <laughs> people that have different what ideals than fundamentalist Christians. Okay, sorry, I want to say too, this is not me telling anyone to vote. I'm politically homeless. This is a term I love now from Fetzy that I now deem myself. Fuck everything. Every party sucks. Everyone sucks. <laughs> I'm politically homeless, and whoever I vote for, I also will not be sharing. And so, like, don't I don't take sides. I I want to criticize everybody equally. At the same time, I want to offer. I would like to try to offer possible solutions to things. I don't want to tear shit down and be like, man, it's should it. Like, I want to try to think. Hey, maybe this will work to fix it. Discuss shit. That's how you do that with discussion. But I I I just want to. I don't hate one party more than the other they're all fake and phony bullshit for different reasons temporary alignment i wanted i, I voted liberal because i want to weed legalize now what what now now what now what are they what are, what are they what have they done for me lately that's not absurd serve. Really? serve was helpful but it's also we gotta pay that due sometime oh that's coming up with my thing sorry shit that was a long motherfucking intro so that was an intro? <laughs> yeah, just so, because we got to go to... Beyond the Coast! Up I saw swords from shoveling all day So sit down, sit down, sit down Welcome back to the Canadian Pirate Cast. Going to Beyond the Coast. A segment where we discuss BC and well, it's okay. It's supposed to be BC politics, but these are it's a national thing that caught my eye that made me interested. And then one other thing, just because <sighs> Trudeau's been bugging me lately. <laughs> so, quick things to touch on: Bill C ten still in limbo, while the Canadian Supreme Court decides that conversion therapy is not cool and to ban it. Uh, but the so what I want to talk about today is a new bill that the liberals are also pushing through called Bill C-30, which is a newer bill that's kind of started up here. And this one is, 
they want to amend the criminal code and the Canadian Human Rights Act. They want to define, they want to change, like, kind of change the definition of hatred and hate propaganda and hate crimes. So, yeah. So, sorry, I just want to make sure I didn't have an, uh, didn't have a different intro there. So, yeah, in Bill C-36, they're looking to amend the Canadian Human Rights Act. They want to clarify that it is a discriminatory practice to communicate or cause to be communicated hate speech by means of internet or other means of telecommunication in a context in which hate speech is likely to foment detestation or vilification of an individual group. It authorizes the Canadian Human Rights Commission to accept complaints alleging this discriminatory practice and authorizes the Canadian Human Rights Act Tribunal to adjudicate complaints or order remedies. It will allow people to appear before a provincial court with an attorney general's consent if that person fears that another will commit offense, um, commit, or sorry, commit an offense motivated by bias because of being part of a protected minority group or anything. So I would say in layman's terms, it seems that they want to push the bill through so that people can report fear of a a crime happening, being motivated by hate. So to put in full context, then essentially it would be that Making hateful slurs about an entire populace or trying to spread spread hate hate or vilification through the internet would be strictly illegal now. Uh, and essentially uh, tacking on as well that if somebody fears a hate a potential hate crime happening from somebody that has a history of committing hate crimes, you can report you with an attorney general's consent. You can file with them, and then they can go before the Supreme Court to. I don't know, decide a thing to decide a thing to do with this person that is suspected of committing a future hate crime or a, a, a hate motivated crime. And I'm going to go into the nuances of this, but uh, in the more detailed thing, but that's kind of the gen that's summary of essentially what's written on the page and what they want to do with it. Except with the shit that I just spewed off there that I was paraphrasing that essentially what it does. Um, so in the first part of this, in the section, or this is in section 319 of the Criminal Act, I want to say. Uh, I have the, I saved the link so I can clarify that later uh, there at the end. But the, so yeah, it's so section one, section 319 of the Act that's amended by adding this after Act 9. Hatred means the emotion that involves detestation or vilification and that is stronger than dislike or disdain. So it's okay to dislike or disdain somebody, but you can't hate them or vilify them. What the fuck? Then there's an exclusion for this. They've tacked this on as an exclusion in here. Is For greater certainty, the communication of a statement does not incite or promote hatred for the purposes of this section solely because it discredits, humiliates, hurts, or offends. So immediately after, they have a phrase saying in there that somebody, it doesn't count as hate. So if I say, all white people like mayonnaise. If I say a racist stereotype like all white people like mayonnaise and pina coladas, (laughs) then 
then for greater certainty, that does not communicate, incite, or promote hate because it offends, discredits, humiliates, or hurts white people. Or offends them. To be fair, that's what that sounds like. Oh my god. Again, this is... It seems like, okay, it's a rule for this, but here's an exclusion in this. And it's just... It's a bit concerning stuff because Canada already has a dicey record with free speech, which I want to delve more into in a future episode that will require more of me looking into it, but that's a personal passion of mine as somebody that suffers from verbal diarrhea. For context, too, we edit this podcast because I sometimes view shit that is completely stupid that I don't agree with, so essentially what you hear when it's uploaded, that's the opinion I stand by. (laughs) Verbal diarrhea doesn't count because sometimes I just go on a roll and spay words. I want to add some magical, like, fairy music after that. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of learning. So, Bill C36 continued. Shit, I shouldn't have read that out loud. <laughs> so, fear of hate propaganda. Of, okay, so fear of hate propaganda or hate crime. And this is the ne- what the next section is clarifying. A person with an AG, Attorney General's consent, lay, inform- or lay information before a provincial court judge if the person fears on reasonable grounds that another person will commit an offense of... A, advocating for genocide, or publicly advocating hate against any identifiable group. B, damaging properly, and I just want to clarify, in this section of the criminal code, it's called mischief. So, like, when you bat your neighbor's mailboxes, or, I don't know, just burn down a church. I don't know, that's probably arson. Um, but yeah, so sorry, like, basic damage to properties... Maybe I wonder what a burning cross would be mischief, too. I don't think, like, I don't know, the Ku Klux Klan, I'm not sure if there's a big thing in Canada, but... Yeah, so these these things are, like, mischief. No, sorry, it says damaging proper, property. Ku Klux Klan, or burning cross, probably hate crime. Sorry. Uh, and then, but sorry, or C, an offense motivated by bias, prejudice, or hate based on race, national, or ethnic origin... Language, color, religion, sex, age, mental or physical disability, sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, or any other similar factor. I I wasn't paraphrasing that. I wanted that to be an exact quote from the website. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for... Okay, so the... And the court has a power to... And and this would... And the court... This gives the court the power to... And here are all the possibilities that could happen from this. Uh... Oh shit! Okay, this is actually funny because I re- I, made, I I was just trying to copy this from the page and I re I misspelled it three fucking times trying to spell it right because it's such a long tricky word. Recognize recognizance, recognizance, recognizance. <laughs> it's that one. That's the right one. How do you say that? <laughs> what are these spellings? The, 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 that's wrong. Recognizance. Recognizance. Recognizance, bail leave, or it's like, and this is this is basically what Canadian bail leave is, but it's called ba- or Canadian bail leave leave is, but it's called recognizance, recognizance, no probation. No. There you go. So <laughs> those are the words of the website. This is the see. This is the bureaucratic shit that Canada does. This is like they do this with the politics, so it's boring and nobody pays attention. I think it's a fucking conspiracy. Little little So. <laughs> They can, okay, so here's what they can make you do. These are all possibilities. They can make you wear an ankle bracelet, put you under house arrest, restrict drug and alcohol consumption, and make you, uh, force you to do a piss test, restrict or remove firearm ownership or weapon. 
and or sorry if a judge does not add a restriction okay now here if a judge does not add a restriction as previously listed they must provide a reason so just think about that so if you are going to exclude a penalty on somebody you have to give a reason why you're excluding it wouldn't it be more like this person's history of violence this is why we're doing this not why didn't you take his guns away because he doesn't have a history of violence Think about that and mm. how that's fr- think, just think about how that's phrased though, right? Like yeah. it's kind of that seems like you have to give a justification to why you're not punishing them more as opposed to what condones the amount of punishment and for the suspected crime they have done. This is very strange. This is very strange because this is again, this is not this is this is all based on again someone's suspicion of a crime, not what happens if somebody commits a hate crime. What if we suspect them of committing a hate crime because they've committed a hate crime in the past? That's what what? The what fuck? about rehabilitation rehabilitation and trying to like cut the shit down? This is I wow. So okay, that's now here. dangerous. I don't like that. So here, and here is here are in the Canadian Human Rights Acts, these are pro this these are prohibited grounds for discrimination discrimination discrimin discrimination. <laughs> Sorry, that was just that was tricky. Okay. Tongue tied. Race, national or national or ethnic origin, color, religion, age, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, marital status, family status, genetic characteristics, disability, conviction of an offense for which a pardon has been granted. So okay. if somebody if somebody committed a crime and they'd be given a pardon, you make fun of them for that crime, that's discrimination. That's just fucking weird. Uh, but on top of that though, so if somebody's committed a crime, you can totally discriminate against that shit though. It's like, again, too, again, what about rehabilitation for criminals? And that's a whole other fucking passion thing I have, like a separate tangent for a different day. (laughs) In Canadian Human Rights Acts, these are what they've listed as discriminatory practices. And so, sorry, denial of goods, service, faculty, or accommodation, denial of commercial or residential accommodation, employment, employment applications, employee organizations, discriminatory policy or practice, equal wages, unless a reasonable factor for difference of pay, Public pu- or publication of discriminatory notices, offensive symbols like swastikas. Um, here's what they want to add in, though. So that's what's currently already in the Human Rights Act. That's discriminatory acts, and those seem reasonable. Those are things you shouldn't discriminate on. Uh, but what's added in with the bill is communication of hate speech via hate speech via the internet or meat space. In my words, so continuously communication of hate speech. A person does not if a a person does not communicate hate speech by indicating the existence or location of hate speech or by hosting or cacheting the hate the hate speech or information about the location of hate speech. So that sounds like YouTube isn't liable if somebody says, let's revive Hitler. Uh, but and it's a, but it also seems like it's also saying that it's not hate speech by relaying being like, if I said, if somebody says Beckham Kid said revive Hitler, let's let's just give him that. Let's let's have that. I want that as a quote so someone can take it out of context. Oh One gosh. time he said let's revive Hitler. I want that. I want that on the record. I'm not cutting that out. So, uh, but yeah. So as an example like that, they, uh, they yeah. So you can say that though. You can quote me on that, but then without being liable for what I've actually said. Uh, and thank you for Spotify's not liable for me saying we should revive Hitler. I don't think we should, by the way. That was just an example. Uh, (laughs) 
So that's kind of, again, seems more like you're making exceptions for a thing when it's like, it seems more complicated than just having a general free speech thing and being like, again, because, okay, don't advocate for genocide. But I don't know, it just seems like it's getting a slippery slope. Because I'm just where these ones are going now, because it's not like, again, okay, so it's legal to say we should kill everybody. That seems fair, because you can't make death threats in real life, so that seems like a fair thing, right? We're suspecting of somebody saying they're going to kill a bunch of people. Well, you're suspecting them of saying it, but like, have they done it yet? Like, Okay, well, that... If it comes to killing people, then that should be investigated. It is, but that's kind of where it's very... These are very broad terms, because I wasn't being... I wasn't paraphrasing for a lot of this. I was quoting... A lot of this was quoted straight from the website and stuff but, like that. Like, but, you know, we already do that. Like, if someone, you know... Yeah. <laughs> is uh, doing stuff that might indicate they're going to, you know, kill a bunch of people, like a terrorist attack. Yeah. Um, well, because we, we just learned about that in the movies we watched. And this is not me undermining that. This is nothing to do with that. Do you want to talk about that quickly? Uh, For context? No. So I'm just saying, like, okay, well, that's un- this is unnecessary because we already have that. We already have, we already have laws against this discrimination. We're just adding on more shit that seems like now suspecting of this. You know what I mean? At least that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. Are we saying the same thing? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I think that, again, it seems like in a good nature, because in where through a bureaucratic system, shit can happen, and like there are radical individuals that can go out and commit terrible acts and like kill a bunch of people. And there need there obviously, I'm not against having some kind of awareness system it would be kind of like you know having again against about having like paying attention to that kind of thing like okay this person has been talking online about genociding a bunch of people okay well we suspect this and now okay well now they bought a bunch of components to make a bomb okay well what's this about i i understand that but then again there's kind of it's a slippery fucking slope though when it comes to the security shit because and like obviously I think that's different than whatever this bill is. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that again it's the bill just seems like it's weirdly constructed or these sorry these amendments. This bill these bill for these amendments to the code seem kind of oddly constructed and it seems closer to me. I think my main problem with this is that it seems closer to we're going to assume guilt before innocence in this thing and if you're going to not punish somebody for a thing give it like tell us why you're not going to punish them for a thing right when again wouldn't it be more probably like okay this person has a history of violence they've been talking about genociding people let's maybe put a restriction on their firearms it'd be like hey uh, joe blow here why did you not take away his firearms what wh- why why he's not history of violence he doesn't have any firearms you know, you know what i mean shit like that mm-hmm. it's not the that's it's weird that's what I'm saying, though. So it seems it seems more it's gearing towards that, too. And again, with the person suspecting of this kind of shit, too, I want to know... Well, I guess what I'd also like to know, too, is checks and bounce, too, for somebody saying that, again, maybe somebody abusing the system and being, like, making a false call-in. Because, again, I'm not saying that... Oh, yeah. I, I'm saying that as, again, not to... Because there's discredit, because there's still, there's still racism and hate crimes in Canada and shit like that. But you, again, you don't want to leave that open for like, okay, but like, there are also people that are going to be dicks about this and waste the system. People that end up discredit like actual fucking hate crimes and these like people that are actually like scared of this shit or like maybe they've had death threats before. 
But there's assholes everywhere. There's 5% of humanity that's fucking assholes that'll ruin every system. So you need to have a contingency thing for that. So the thing, being like, okay, now if you're just... If turns out that you've been playing Cry Wolf about this and wasting time and money in the system now that's meant to protect people, here's a fine for you because you've been wasting public resources now. And I think there are things like that too because I know that Canada has... That we do have systems in our courts that if you start a frivolous case that the court deems a waste of public money, you have to reimburse the court. So, like, we do have... That's why you don't have frivolous lawsuits as commonly in Canada. For because, like, the loser has to repay court costs and repay the government if it's deemed completely um, ridiculous. Uh, but then I just want to make... I want to know that there's, like, something like that for a system like this as well. Again, with these kind of things, too, where it seems like we can implement... Uh, pro- pro- or probation terms on you on a suspect of a crime as opposed to be like what have you actually done mm-hmm. this is slippery slope and something I just want to again oh, yeah. talk about and pay attention to uh, but also second thing is, is attacking on and I know that I've been like on the whole Trudeau hate train on that thing but I guess one more clarification because with these bills like Bill C-10 the whole thing to amend telecommunication things and this thing oh stop hate crime and then the thing of like oh men shouldn't tell men women how to do their bodies even though that's not a big contentious that's not as contentious of a thing in Canada. It seems just like posturing like easy posturing easy political points before an election. Like what's he doing that's meaningful and I actually have a thing tacking onto this too because uh, one last thing that caught my eye before we set up this episode but I want to go into a couple other things for Beyond the Coast for things happening in BC. Back to the forest fires. Okay. So sorry. And that was my finishing thing. Anything to finally say, though, on the last of the bill stuff? I just railed off there. Got me bare. No. Okay. Um, so the forest, so the forest fires in BC. Uh, right now, from checking out the up-to-date forest fire maps and kind of the news stories, fire or er, 100 mile, it was evacuated, but it, the fires were currently under control. And I have a list of, I have a list of a bunch of towns and indig- indigenous uh, areas I had to get evacuated. Okay. Uh, but to pay out respects to. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for clarification, while the fires are still in surrounding areas where people live, the most out-of-control fires are in uninhabited areas where there's no access. Um, because there's no roads or any way to get there, and that's mm-hmm. how they got out of control, because there's basically, you can only go down with helicopters, yeah. essentially. So the most out-of-control fires are not in where places are lived, so that's uh, it's not great, but that should be a peace of mind for people, too. Like, they still have to be watched, and, like, obviously, so they don't, like, spread, like, a megafire. However, it's just worth noting that... Megafire. Megafire, like Australian shit. Like, oh, oh God. God. so scary. Uh well, obviously more scary for them than for me, but still, just like it's terrifying. Nature is a fucking scary bitch. Uh, so they, yeah, so 100 Mile still has three large fires in the perimeter, but most of them are, I think, are classified as under control. They're just kind of still, I think, assume getting them. Um, still, I don't know what that was supposed to be, sorry. Um, a Soyuz seems mostly on fire, um, but that's a, de- it's also a desert, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, the island is still clear, luckily, so thank Masquan for that. Uh, praise Masquan. Praise Masquan. Protecting BC. So here's a list of the communities that have been evacuated so far. And uh, there's more that have been put on alert for evacuation, like be ready for evacuation before shit happens. But here's what's happened so far. And some of them, obviously, like Lytton, we all know about already, which is already burnt down, which is really sad. But 100 Mile, Ashcroft, the Kootenays... 
Squamish, Lilut, Sun Peaks Mountain, uh, or Sun Peaks Mountain Municipality. Oh, I guess they're their own country. I didn't know that. Caribou, Columbia Shushwap, Shekin, the Shekin Indian Band, the Skeech. Okay, I'm gonna butcher these, and I'm so sorry. Do the your best. Skeech Chen, Skeech Chen Indian Band, Cooks Ferry Indian Band. Thank you for having an easy name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I'm sorry. It was just like, it was just like Cook's Ferry. I'm like, yeah, I can say that. <laughs> but yeah, so these um, these communities have been evacuated. So here's what's interesting in these news reports. But they were, uh, they're predicting a shit ton of future fires popping up on the West Coast by 2050. But at the same time, prescribed fires are already being discussed. And as we talked about in the last podcast, they're already happening in places. More than anything, I think I think it seems like we're just managing at scale, basically. Like, we can't prescribe fires as fast as they're happening due to natural events and just natural droughts and shit like that. Because Dubai stole all the rain. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. They made a rain machine. I'm just joking. They just, Dubai made a rain machine. I'm just making a joke. I don't actually that's think cool. that. That's cool. It's cool. It's just, a, that's like a plot I've read in a few different mangas about people have a magic powder, but the idea is like, you can't make clouds, they take it from other places, so it causes droughts in other places, and I don't know if it's actually that, like that, but I just thought it was a funny idea, because I'm like, oh, this manga predicted that 10 years ago, if that's if that's how that actually works. I don't know, I think they're creating artificial clouds. Anyway, sorry. I'd just like to say though, and like, not all goofing around, but seriously, like, I really hope for the min- I hope for minimal damage to the communities. Um, I'd like to offer my prayers to the people of these communities and may the new six protect you in your homes of Canada. May mask on guide your way and just like, hopefully minimal shit happens like for realsies. Cause that's really, it's so fucking scary. Like there's pictures all over BC Reddit about people like, you're still just like out gardening and stuff and everything's covered in smoke. And I don't know. Just very, it's very scary. So I just honestly, genuine, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe in my new religion I created and like seriously I may I hope that people are just safe and stuff and there's minimal yeah. damage to shit. And the last thing I want to talk about for Beyond the Coast going back to national shit and this just came up because uh, I got an awesome visit with my dad last week and he uh, him and I started talking about these kind of things and it's something that was brought up that he was a bit concerned about and so I just kind of wanted to look into it and I just kind of I started this stuff and I was like cramming to get this episode, my segment of this episode done before we actually recorded this. So I was actually, I want to clarify, I was like very high when I was writing all this down. It was 2 a.m. by the end of this. (laughs) And I think I did a pretty good job. So I'm saying this as that I'm confident I did a good job with this despite that intoxication. So this is where I just want to kudos and prop myself for high functioning potheadism. (laughs) So as of 2021, Canada's debt is over a trillion dollars. Plus or minus $50 billion, with a margin of error for that. There are multiple debt clocks counting, and they're all off by, again, $50 billion or so. But we all know, roughly a trillion. So we can start with that, okay? I'm sure we can all assume that's roughly what our national debt is. Economics Yay, is, we're all fucked. You know, economics econ- econ- complicated. That doesn't all mean that it's all within trade and stuff like that. Things that are valued at, trade. It's yeah. all more stuff beyond my pay grade. Mm-hmm. But it's just starting as there, because we're just talking about costs here, essentially. Okay. Here's what's noteworthy about this. In 2015, when Justin Coteles Trudeau took office, debt was at six, $612.3 billion-ish. And I found that from multiple sources. So for clarification, that means in six years, 
it's closer to doubled than not and being off by being off by about like 200 billion so it's closer to double than not and i'm not sure if that's a fucked amount of growth because i'm not an economist i am just a humble pirate ship cap not so humble pirate ship captain hosting the greatest pirate canadian podcast of all time speaking of segues oh wait that was the name of the segment <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> great segue it was perfect let's talk about justin tumblestairs childcare or sorry justin tumblestairs childcare plan so he wants to my dad had a much more eloquent way of putting this which i will not say on the air because it was too 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 hilarious and inappropriate but Justin and Jagmeet Singh are pushing this childcare thing through. Uh, this childcare plan that will cost thirty billion over five years. That's a lot. And I gotta say, Justin's pretty optimistic about his reign uh, as his re- uh, optimistic about his reign as the king of the homeland. Because if there's an election coming up and this is a five-year plan, he's pretty optimistic about his uh, his reign over Canada. Because just imagine it's starting and then being taken over by another prime minister. Like, and not Jagmeet Singh, because, come on, the NDP the is never going to have a majority. Like, ever. <laughs> Holy, what if they had a minority, though? No, they'll, no, the, the, the most NDP, they'll never have, they'll never, they'll, they will never be a prime, NDP prime minister in Canada. It's nothing to do with Jagmeet Singh, that's something to do with the NDP itself. Awkward edit. Yeah. So I think the I don't think that the that it's not nothing to do with the NDP not having like having Jagmeet Singh as Singh as a leader. I think that it's all just that there's not really much of a difference between the Liberals or the NDP except for who can be more woke and more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty much the same thing. So it's like we already have the Liberals. Why bother with the NDP? And that's the thing though. They shouldn't be underestimated though because they can actually think that like again I don't understand shit about politics, but I think the NDP could rock the house if they were, like, more partisan about shit. And I'm not talking about, like, flip-floppy like a pancake, but I mean that they could be the swing vote where it's, like, they could work together with politicians to get shit done. If they, and they could accept that as their role, right? That could still be a strong move because, again, the way that it's Canada gets divided, it kind of gets this weird division between liberals and conservatives as it swings back and forth overhead office, with the NDP kind of being in their weird supportive bubble all the time. Because, you know, and there's certain things like, you know, the tiny parties that have like one or two seats, like the pot party, but they align with liberals just to get pot legalized. Now they're not really doing much. And there's other crap like that. But the NDP is like the biggest one. That's why it's kind of a weird thing, because it's like a two party system. But we have a third party that just like also affects shit. And they align with the liberals more often than stuff because they're more about the woke politics than the conservatives are. But that's just. Yeah, so that's just what I think about the NDP, though. I think that they could rock. Par- I think they could rock working together with people better. But they'll—I don't think they'll ever be in power. Sorry, what do you have to say, Gummy Bear? Vote for me. Vote for Gummy Bear. Gummy Bear for Canadian president. I'm down for. I'm down for Gummy Bear for president. <laughs> I'll be your camp. Can I be your campaign manager? Yeah. I think you'd be a better president. I'm. I'm too responsible to be in charge of anything. So I would rather have you be like president of Canada. President. <laughs> Yeah, I was making a joke because of the. I know. Well, I was gonna say we can make a, let's make a, let's make up a new chat. Like, what about prime? What about the president, governor general of prime minister in Canada? No, shit doesn't work. 
No, I'm a dictator. No, I'm just joking. Gummy bear. <laughs> gummy, gummy dictator, president for God. No. No, see, I would be a dictator because I'm not to run anything. So I have to be, I have to be authoritarian. I'm just joking. <laughs> I wouldn't be a very good dictator. For me, it's because I'm German and we feel it's in our blood. We like to dictate oh, things. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> So, Tisk. Just joking. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, gummy bear for president. I'm down. Uh, but here's what I want to start. Finish up on here. On what do I have here? All right. So, yeah, his. Uh, right, here's what I figured out here. So, his childcare plan will cost thirty billion over five years. And here's some quick government-sponsored facts that came up on the page while I was researching this particular education plan. Women's place in the workforce has been more disproportionately affected by COVID. I don't know how true that is. And on a gummy bear, maybe you give chips and on that for people you know, because I'm sure you know more women than me. They say that $1 in a child's education the will... or. Or for every one dollar you invest in child education, the broader economy will receive one fifty to two eighty in returns. Although I didn't find a, I have to look again, but I'm pretty sure I couldn't find a exact source for that that tidbit of fun fact. And two point five billion will be set to will be to support before early learning and childcare for Indigenous kids. And these are these were on the forefront of the government page for this. So what will the uh, child care bill do? Well, supporting, quoting, caregivers to obtain the an ECED diploma. Oh, no, sorry, ECE diploma. Over time, the workforce will transition into a bachelor degree with a wage increase to $25. So they're going to, I think it's like they're going to increase the bar for entry and make it so it's now more of a job you can make 25 bucks at, but you got to get a degree is what it seems like. Unlicensed. Are you dunking on this? I'm not dunking on this. I'm okay. just. I'm just. I'm saying that's what that, that's what that sounds like. I'm not dunking on that. I'm just. I'm reading this off as it is. Um, I'll get. I'll get into my opinion on that after. Okay. This is not me. I'm not dunking it. I'm just reading things as I read them. I was. And I was trying to interpret that because that's what it sounds like. Because I might have butchered this. But yeah. So they're just raising the bar for it, and they're they want the workforce to transition into a to get a bachelor degree, and the wage increase is twenty five bucks. And unlicensed caregivers, okay, no, unlicensed caregivers will be supported to become an early child care educator, that's the job title, and work in the regulated system if they so choose. So they can work outside the system if they want, but they're going to be encouraged to join the system, which will probably have a union, which I'm not sure if you're pro or against unions, but that seems like more what that's going to be leaning towards. BC government is in support. Uh, the BC government is in support of this plan because the only difference between the Libs and the NDP is the NDP will never be, actually be prime minister. <laughs> so, not a jab at Jagmeet. I think that he would be more successful as a Lib um, if he just. But he, I think yeah, I think he'd be more successful if he runs if he ran like a support party. And that's what I was just saying as my point is like as a supportive thing. Sorry, yeah. I, think I, I think I just got ahead of my notes here. Uh, so the Ziri, so the ten loonies a day plan. Oh, sorry, it's called ten dollars a day plan, but I like ten loonies a day plan. It <laughs> seems more patriotic that way. So here is my first impression after skimming it at twelve thirty a.m. Three bong toksen. So it's a twenty-eight page long document. 
10 to 15% of it is stock photos of parents and children. Mm-hmm. None of them are ugly or disfigured, which is good. If I saw an uggo while reading this policy plan, I might associate that with the plan itself. Oh, sorry. Now I am now I am riffing on it. <laughs> Let me clarify. I think now we're, now we're segwaying into me being a smartass. The cover page is diverse. There's a girl with green hair and a ginger child with an ambiguous gender identity. <laughs> There's a lady at a podium and one of, eth- and one of every ethnicity. <laughs> I didn't see any people with di- or any people disabled or crippled, so they might not be in support of this, or they might have forgot to include the demographic. They also have a lot of fans that say "I'm a fan," like those wavy fans. And they all say, I'm a fan. Really? I think that's the tagline for this particular thing. Weird. But here, I want to get to funding, because that's what I actually care about. As just a quick criticism of the plan, that was like a serious, serious actual criticism. I think that the thing with a plan like this is saying you're anti-child education is saying you're like anti-puppy. Like, who the fuck is anti-puppy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Except for people with dog allergies, maybe. But, like, that's a kind of a thing, right? Like, it's kind of a thing where it's hard to be like, oh, fuck those children. So that's where I obviously don't feel that way. I want child education. I'm all for education. Even though the public education system is flawed, it's one of the best things we've come up with in the last 100 years because it's educated a lot of people. It could be needs to be improved still, but it is still education is a good thing. Uh, but I care about funding because everything costs something. And that's just important to know this kind of stuff. And this is what disappointed me about this, is that, and I think I have a note here about how little there actually was on funding. They want to transform the child care system from a user fee market system to a publicly funded one that's, and I think that Justin said that's critical to the success of the plan. For clarification, a user fee market system is a sum of money that's paid as a necessary condition to gain access to a service. So Investopia defined that, and that'd be like highway tolls or a parking garage. You pay a fee to use the parking garage or get a fancier highway, so to speak, right? A publicly funded and delivered system, which is what Justin wants to make it, would not, or I couldn't find the definition, but in the phrase I pulled up, or I typed in, a bunch of pages for healthcare. So I assume it's something like that. So I assume it'd be closer to our healthcare system, which is going to be paid out of taxpayer money. So I'm not sure how relevant that is because I couldn't find a clear definition, but it seemed like the most came, Canadian healthcare came up the most when I typed in that phrase. Oh, I made a note here. I'm about to eat the most delicious quesadilla ever. Back to the money shower. I thought that was relevant. Was so, it? Was it? Well, this was at 1 a.m. now. Was it? I think it was. I think it was very important. I was nourishing myself. No, was it the most? Was it the most amazing quesadilla ever? It was. It had. It had some fan- it had gr- gr- or Swiss Gruyere cheese with Gruyere Gruyere cheese with some blue or it was um oh shit Ugh. why am I it's oh crap I'm having a brain fart it's one of my favorite cheeses of all time it's that soft blue cheese that's like not as harsh as actual blue cheese fuck gorgonzola oh yeah it's like gorgonzola so I had like blue it's like a spree cheese it's like a brie cheese made sweet love to a blue cheese and they had like a soft blue cheese baby that's not as strong as a blue cheese but <laughs> has a soft texture like brie and it's super gooey so I had that shiz with some guerriere and a tortilla and it was fucking amazing okay. I made a pent- I made a little pent and hot pocket it was delicious <laughs> so the SIPA or Canadian Counseling, Counseling and Psych- Psychotherapy Association of BC reported that the increase in the labor force participation will pay for itself 
That's the cost of the plan. This referred to the okay. This reference paper is mostly a proposal, and after skimming it, it does not offer a diverse. It does not answer. Oh yeah, it does not offer diverse evidence to prove a point. It mostly lays out a plan that might be implemented, but not one that actually has been or tested yet, or thought or tested yet, or anything like that. Okay. The main statement is that the that they keep repeating is that the program will pay for itself. So the main plan for the money spent on the plan is that it will eventually pay for itself. Like in the entire funding thing, because it was here, let's get my notes here. Yeah. This part, okay, the part that's for funding for this entire bill plan that's gonna cost $30 billion is only two-thirds of one page out of 28 pages. Huh. And it doesn't say where the money will come from. It just keeps saying studies show it will pay for itself. And these are not studies. These are theoretical, like, ideas. These are, are like, these, these are, like, plans to, plans that might be able to pay for things, but it hasn't been implemented yet. Are these, have these, were the studies um, cited? That's where I have to, they were, and I looked, that's where I skimmed okay. it. So I skimmed these studies. That's what I mean. So I, I looked at these, I looked at the couple studies. and they this is where I want, I need to go back into this. This is where this is me skimming. This is where, like, the end of this is my 1 a.m. I want to look more into this. But the studies I skimmed is that none of these were, like, these have been peer-reviewed, or they might have been peer-reviewed, but none of it was that. It was all observational evidence. It was not like this has happened and these results have happened. It's like we could do this and this might work. So it's like laying out a plan, but you haven't seen if it works yet. And that's the problem with social systems is because it's not like engineering where you can math everything out. Social systems are complicated. You try them, some of them fail, and you have to learn them. Like trickle-down economics, it was a dumb fucking idea, and we know it's a dumb fucking idea now, but they had to try it. I don't even think it was an idea. I think it was just a lie. It was that too. Probably, <laughs> probably that too. But you know what I mean? But then once it happened and doesn't work, then you can say, now we know it doesn't work. So anyone that says it is a fucking hack now and you know what their deal is. And this is not me trying to criticize the thing too, because this might work, but doesn't seem to, there's no evidence that it'll work. They're just hoping it'll work. Right. So just like the thing I want to end on with this is that my first impression of this plan is not a good one. I hope that later in the writing they elaborate more and indicate how the money will come back specifically. But this isn't really a good start. Just saying that studies show it'll pay for itself. But like, okay, but like, what's what hard studies, not observational studies? Because they they keep emphasizing too, reiterating we need stable financing for five years. Um, to the credit though, if you actually want to do the math, thirty billion dollars is only three percent of our national debt. <gasps> so that's kind of where again our national it's fucked but that's also it's not a lot it's a drop that's in the bucket that's fucking awful that's kind of where though I thought though and I want to I want to give you a turn to elaborate here but I wonder if these benefits will if like will this benefit union workers will like what will kind of set these changes happen I want to know kind of what like where this is going to go but my final thing was where that 3% drop in the bucket is that the like what is that point I, meant, I mentioned earlier and maybe it would have been better to end it off right here but it was that yeah like our our national debt has almost doubled since Trudeau's there like so you take six double six it's 12 so we go from six six hundred billion to almost 12 or one one trillion to 100 billion but that's like so but it's only about a trillion roughly one says 200 one trillion 200 billion but again there's a margin of error for that about 50 to 100 billion What's in there? It's almost doubled. And that's been in seven years. So like that's kinda yeah. that's kinda I think that seems high. Again, I'm not an economist. But so what are like, your thoughts um, on this? Are we done with the drama teacher as a 
leader of a country now experiment is that over is that experiment coming to an end soon i hope so um you know like oh my god i'm gonna be as short because of my voice but i, I do have a lot of thoughts on but <laughs> my voice so i just um like it's not like um you know i think it is a it's a good idea it's something that that's i probably needed um, but it, it definitely should be worked out before it's implemented. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. I wish I could talk more. No, it's okay. You have to save your voice too for your segment as well, right? Yeah. And I can help you with it if you need to. Um, and like, I, I want to revisit this because this isn't going away. He's going to be pushing this shit because before the election, because again, I hesitate with, I'm not anti-kid. I hell like two kids wormed their way into my heart this year and i was surprised about that shit when when is our election is that like um like in a year or two well um, i'll figure that out we can we'll talk we'll figure that out when we go take a break here we can google it i can't remember time anymore because it's like you know it's 2053 now right yeah what i again where i kind of i hesitate with this though because again when you have any bill like this it's kind of like okay well i'm not anti-kid but i want you spend a lot of money, Justin, and you've lost a lot of trust, so I, I don't trust you with these things, right? Especially if you're starting a thing when you might not even be in office to see this shit through, which yeah. I don't want either. Any, I don't want either because, again, he just... I just want someone other than him. I want a different liberal than him. Why can't they just pick somebody else? Oh, sorry. That's a... Anyway. But, yeah, that'll be more for a different day. But that was just my final uh, thoughts on that new bill. So... Or sorry, not final thoughts. We'll look more into it because again, I, I want to. Maybe they do more emphasis showing and like where the money will come from. But I'm not optimistic so far. But like I said, stock photos—they're diverse as fuck. There were no ugly kids that made me think the bill might be wrong. God, if there was <laughs> one fucking ugly kid in there, I would have been like, "Fuck the bill." Thank you for sharing those things with me. Yeah, I'm sorry that your voice got wrecked during the storm. I also injured my foot. Yeah. It was a really bad storm. It was a very bad storm. There was blood. There was like a lot of blood. We're lucky to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. It's uh, like, well, if, like I don't know what I'd do without you. As a quartermaster, I would be. I'd be up Shit's Creek. Without a quartermaster, I wouldn't know how to paddle. <laughs> but I make one hell of a pirate captain. All right. All right. So now we're gonna take a quick break here before we go into local waters. Gummy bear segment. So until then, just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anybody. I don't know what to go from here. <laughs> like, subscribe, Transition, share. transition. Bye. No, it's not goodbye. Stop. <laughs> well, we'll see him soon. It's au revoir, maybe. My backs are sore from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. So, just to clarify, the next election is in October 2023, unless it gets pushed forward because of reasons Gummy Bear says, I don't know. Uh, it does often happen when the government's in the minority. Okay. Well, we'll see. So that, you know what that means, folks. Don't trust anything they do, because everything they do will be motivated by vote grabbing. So, don't trust them. Now, on to our next segment. Everyone's favorite... The one you've all been waiting for, <laughs> Local Waters! Space Jam music. 
Welcome to local waters. Mm, 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 oh, stop. Mm, oh, my gosh, stop. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to do my very best here. Um, I'm just, today I'm just doing a few updates on a couple of, like, the main stuff I've talked about. So that'll be, um, a few updates on Jared Lounda's The Human Traffickers. And a little bit, just a quick Fairy Creek update, as always. (laughs) The news stories about this have died down, so there isn't really anything too new. But there is new things since our last episode about it, about Jared, um, the man who was shot by the RCMP in Campbell River. Um, so, so just a couple of quick, I mean, I mean, it's a quick information, but it, it's kind of devastating in my opinion. Um, so the RCMP, so I'm just going to read this post, a community post here. Um, the RCMP media says his car was boxed in, quote unquote. It was hit with, it was actually hit with such intensity intensity that it was a write-off. They rammed his car from the front end, rear end, and T-boned it. Um, the passenger jo- door, which as you remember was, was said to be his only way out to surrender himself, actually had to be pried open. Um, so there was literally no way out of his car when they sent the dog to attack him. Mm. So his car was like basically totaled by the police trying to block him in to the point where he wouldn't have been able to get out anyway. Mm. So like, what would you do if you're literally trapped in a car and a big scary dog is, has been told to attack you and is, you know, attacking you? I like, that's the dog's job as a police dog, but... They're big dogs. It would be really scary. I don't know what I, I don't know what I would do if I literally had no way out to even come out to surrender myself to the police, and that's what they did. That's upsetting, just on its own. But the most upsetting information is that the warrant um, that all of this was over was actually from a dismissed case. Wait, so they... He was completely innocent. So the case was dismissed, so why did they... So what was their... Why did they act the way they did? Because for whatever reason, the warrant was still active after eight years, even though the case was dismissed. So it was a fuck up in the system, and they just... They used excessive And they force. killed him. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, um, so I'm just going to read a little blurb from the article about about it says says um the case the case requiring Loundis DNA has been dismissed had been dismissed it arose out of a domestic dispute with his common law wife she planted a gun in his possession and called the police there was no need for his DNA and the Loundis's common law wife confessed and he was acquitted so not only in that moment when it happened was there no way for him to surrender him even okay so whatever he ran and then he's trapped he would have had to come out of the car but there was no way for him to do that Mm. then they sent the police dog after him and he killed the dog out of self-defense 
and then was shot in the face. Um, and over nothing, over literally nothing, because this case was dismissed. That's... So, like, all that speculation we were talking about before, it's kind of out the window. Mm, it's... All that stuff about the DNA supposed to be for him for being a rapist or whatever doesn't seem to be true either. So this is unfortunate. So what is, uh, has, uh, has any, has anyone in a position of power had anything to say about this is my first question. I, I believe that the, um, the independent, like the, because they always have to, um, investigate any shooting i don't believe that's been concluded yet because it's probably really messy because of this mm. yeah so i haven't seen any news from it for the last two weeks that was the last thing i saw um i also haven't had time to like look it up either like if there's new stuff but i really wanted to give that update um for now mm-hmm. and then maybe you know touch on it again later if there's more information that comes out so, do you have anything else to say about that? Uh, well, I'm really feelings? well. I'm I'm really disappointed in then that again that the again the excessive use of police force in that scenario too for a glitch in the system. I I would I so well, bad for his family. Well, the first thing I want to know is I, w- I would like some accountability though for the for what happened with this, which I I yeah. wonder if there will be any. I I'm also curious how focused on this will be before it gets like moved on from. But it actually makes me more interested than and again the larger RCMP system and scale. And I was actually gonna just comment too as a not to just go back to just what I was what we were just talking about. I wonder again, this is where like think about okay, so say that so we look into there's obviously a wide there's an there seems to be an issue with like RCMP excessive force and like RCMP um and rcmp or uh activity right restructuring that would be hard painstaking you'd have to fight with police unions and kind of work something out like that right but it's oh sorry go so you know what i would speculate is that not even i mean yeah excessive use of force you know that i'm sure that happens in some areas i don't know about about on the island Mm -hmm. what i would say is that these officers are clearly poorly trained Mm mm-hmm and like i'm not i wouldn't i wouldn't want to speculate on like whether or not these individuals themselves are bad people or if it was race related and they're racist like i don't think that's fair to say either mm-hmm. of course not I... and like i i don't know if this is true but i've always heard that like um in some of our smaller communities here where police uh, rcmp come to do their first year of training like their first year and then they move on somewhere else um, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> that's just you know things I've heard. Right? It makes sense. My friend, my buddy, he was looking into being an RCMP when we were younger, and that's part of it. They have you swap around. They move you around your communities too, so you don't get too familiar with people. Mm-hmm. Which is, you could argue there could be like kind of a almost like a there's a benefit to having a, your local cop that knows what's up because then he knows like you know the local homeless guy that has a thing and he's then he knows oh, that. Oh yeah, person. well I we I sorry, I just like I know that there are like officers who are here permanently but like Mm -hmm. there's also like that percentage of them that are just moving through for their training Mm -hmm. 
the oh yeah, when it comes to uh, the other, yeah, sorry, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't jump to the conclusion saying that it was racism with the officers or any kind of thing like that. But I would say that it comes oh, from. Sorry. No, it's okay. You got to go to attend to the crew. Goodness. You got to attend to the crew, but it comes down to a lack of training, and I would be. I would be. I don't know. I want to. I would want to know more about the training for the RCMP and kind of what goes into that program. Uh, this is definitely something I want to look into now as a future topic. There's so many deep dive things I want to do, like clean drinking water throughout Canada and RCMP violence and what how the system works. Because I know it's differently structured than the uh, United States, but there's obviously some differences too because of how their how uh, the system works and all that. We're going to do a quick, really awkward edit here as uh, Gummy Bear goes to tend to the crew. So, when you don't know how to edit a thing, awkward edit. Guess who's back? back we didn't again. go anywhere. Gummy's back. Oh, no, I did, I guess. With a friend. Stubby the cat <laughs> is her friend. I don't rap. I'm a kid. Okay, go. <laughs> Okay, so the next the next little update was on um, human trafficking in local waters. In our local waters, um, in mid July, three males were charged with human trafficking of underage girls in Vancouver. Uh, thankfully, I'm so happy they were caught. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, you know, and it's not really surprising considering what's been going on lately as i covered fully in the episodes mm -hmm. about that um so the vancouver police is still seeking witnesses and they were wanted canada wide so, <laughs> sorry that was a little disjointed before so um three men charged with human trafficking in vancouver um, investigators believe underage girls were recruited and trafficked for several months. Um, so apparently that's like part of like a human trafficking ring that the Vancouver Police Department ca Department's Counter-Exploitation Unit has been investigating since 2019. Wow. So two years. Two years. And, you know, you just have to wonder how many people were hurt or killed in that time. How many before then? Yeah, and even before then. It's, I, it's really upsetting. <laughs> it's, uh, again, what goes down to that, the, the, they're, they're walking free and already trying to lure people back into their web of... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I should have clarified. These people who were, who were arrested in Vancouver are not the same people that I focused on in in the human traffickers episode is just related to the human trafficking thing. Although I will oh. touch on them again. I'm sorry. I forgot to say that I was going to say that. Like I'm, I'm so disjointed right now. No, I'm really sorry. You're in pain. That's my bad. You, I should have started with no, that. No, I'm sorry. Cause you were talking about that earlier. So I thought that I instantly thought that you were talking about, cause it's okay. You're, you lost your voice and you have your foot up here. So you don't, don't get a peg leg. <laughs> so it's okay to be disjointed. Continue though. Sorry. Um, so that's all I have to say about, about okay. that um like i said i am keeping it short today mm -hmm. so this is like unrelated to those the people who were caught in saskatchewan but um who are from the island 
but it is related to what I was talking about, about that being definitely being a thing that's, that is happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it crosses my mind every time I see a post about a missing girl who, especially when they're underage. And also the, yeah, a couple of the women that I listed off in, in that, in that episode, um, have been found dead. Oh, shit. So, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a very serious topic to me. So, just moving on from that, I'm going to read this community post because it's the first one I've seen in a few months about our original, um, island based human traffickers who didn't who barely faced any jail time or none at all i got a slap on the wrist barely so i'm gonna read this post it was posted on july 25th cautionary tale of facebook marketplace you never knew you never know who you're telling your address to meet somewhere public or make sure you have someone with you I was kind of hesitant to post here, as I couldn't find any updates on the sex traffickers from Nanaimo, but I received these messages last night about someone wanting to book an appointment with me. I'm a lash technician. I felt sort of off about it, so didn't respond. Plus, it was late. I received a second message later, around 3 o'clock in the morning, from the same person. I only opened the messages this morning. Because I operate out of my house... I usually check the person's profile and vet them, so to speak, because, as you'd expect, it can be dangerous inviting strangers into your home. I checked her profile out, and it turned out to be the mother that was involved in the sex trafficking last year in Nanaimo. I'm posting this here so everyone can keep an eye out. Make sure to always check profiles before agreeing to meet with anyone, and always make sure someone is with you when you go for a meetup. I'm definitely a little spooked by this. And um, they ins- they included some screenshots of um, the profile that sent the messages, and it is indeed it is indeed la- the lady. Um, she also has pictures of you know her sons there, and it is yet again a completely different Facebook name than the other ones from when I was talking about this a couple months ago. Um, also, just adding on, tacking on to the safety, with, if you're dealing with Facebook Marketplace stuff and you're worried, um, or like Craigslist, um, go meet outside a police station. I just, I'm not sure if this is completely out of place, but I just wanted to point out that for that bill I just talked about where that people suspected that you might commit a hate crime. Where's the thing for like people that are like human tra- known human traffickers that are kind of doing stuff that a human oh trafficker would do? No, like literally caught in the act and not in jail. Yeah, but this is what I mean though. And then we have the thing now where they're obviously they're they're doing making different profiles, fishing for different people. Where's the talk about like, okay, why not monitor this activity? Like hate crimes are an issue, don't get me wrong. But one of these seems easier to kind of be like, okay, I feel like most of the population can agree, yeah, you these people were caught human trafficking, they're released now, and they're trying to human traffic, and do we really want to give these people that are obviously trying to do a thing again a chance to do it before we're like, okay, now that you've human trafficked three more girls, now we're going to punish you. When they're, it's obviously they're kind of doing it again, it's mostly reliant on people not falling for it and everyone spreading information, which is the best we can do. 
And there's an argument for that as well. So now we don't get into like minority port report. Sorry, I don't mean to tangent take away your thing. Oh no, no, that's okay. But I just mean as a point though. Again, we're like, okay, where's the? That would make more sense to me. Like these people are trying to human traffic again, obviously. Yeah. Oh no, they started it immediately, as per like we've seen, like I was talking about mm-hmm. before with multiple different profiles and with the son having his own different profiles. And you know what, like, because of the the media coverage of the original incident, I would argue that the mother is the most recognizable, and her sons, I'm not sure, I believe the the one who actually went to jail for like two years is probably going to get out soon, um, but is still in jail, but then there was the other one who was, or, who was pro- I I mean, okay, I'm not even going to just re- I'm not going to reiterate the original story. Go listen to that episode. It's like episode three, I think, if you want the rest. Self-promotion. <laughs> but da <laughs> um, So, yeah, I'm not going to read it. I just wanted to um, update it. Like, you know, these people are still out there. Mm. Um, and uh, they're not, they're probably just, they're probably going to keep doing the same things until they get truly caught for it and, and, and then at that point, someone will have been hurt again. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. This is like this does this does real damage, and it's very flagrant. It's it's very obvious in its flagrance as well, which is my issue with it. Well, I mean, like, um, if you, like if you have an encounter with someone like this, if you see a new profile with a brand new name, do what this lady did and and share it. Like that's what that's what we have to do now as a community, mm-hmm. since the justice system failed a little bit. There is that we just have to keep making sure that we're aware of who they are in their faces. If you have, if you have young daughters, um, teenage daughters, like make sure they know how to be safe. Make sure they know your phone number. Make sure they they know how to find, go and talk to people. If they're in an unsafe place, um, how to make themselves safe again, how to defend themselves, um, online, like, I mean, when I was a kid, it was, and the internet was first being, it was like the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands internet things. Um, and I was taught internet safety pretty well. I mean, I think I even had my own um slip ups but you know i i think that's something that's fallen off of the radar i think because of like you know f- smartphones and stuff everything kind of exploded and people forgot how to teach like gen z or whatever this new generation next after them to how to be safe on the internet and you see so much more of it because there's so much more access to the internet you you hear so many more stories of this um, so like, um, teach, if you don't, if you don't know, if you don't know internet safety yourself, teach, teach yourself and then teach your kids. Well, it's more normalized now, I'd say at the time when as millennials, when we were growing up, the internet was a new thing just emerging. So there was a natural fear of it because it's a new thing. Okay. What is it? Let's be careful. And there's also like a bit of an ignorant bliss, but it wasn't also what it is today, but now that it's evolved and snowballed, just like you said, it's much more normalized. And so it's, it's, they can almost create that like ignorance or numbness to it or unawareness maybe is maybe the proper term. 
Uh, yeah, make sure your kids' location services are turned off on Snapchat or whatever, or whatever the new thing will be next. TikTok. China you know, takes all like, that you data can for just, you. You can just, like, if they have that turned on and they add some creepy stranger who's close enough and they can just see their location and they know what they look like. That's that's still danger zone, or but most of the time, what you'll see is obviously like grooming. So, where they gain their trust first, right? Mm-hmm. It's also make sure to screen profiles. Like it is a, it's as as that uh, that lady posted. It is good to if you're looking for a roommate or having anybody over to your home. You're meeting through the internet, even if it's like through Facebook or a legitimate service. You check them because everybody. It's it's a funny thing because not everybody you're not going to read everything from a Facebook profile like a serial killer a serial killer is not going to post pictures of them with a corpse on Facebook. But it's a good way to screen the <laughs> no, people. No, but they probably posted on 4chan and I'm not probably kidding. Probably 4chan. But it's it's a good way it's for two reasons is that any social media you want to screen people that are dumb enough to post crazy ass shit on their Facebook and then you can just easily weed out psychopaths. But then also news stories, right? In case somebody was like convicted of a thing, and if you feel comfortable, right? Okay, this person was convicted with smuggling ten keys of cocaine. I don't think I want Jeremy as a roommate. Might be a bit of a liability on me. <laughs> I just by association, so like you know, he has he has, he has no job, and he's always throwing away fat wads of money, and ordering DoorDash every night. How the fuck is Jeremy affording DoorDash every goddamn night? So you screen everybody is if you're meeting them online. And it's even in, even yeah. in real life too, is that because people can like do that in real life? It's a it's an important oh, yeah. it's an important thing to try, and it's because it's it's unfortunate that you can't trust some individuals. And this is a small percent percentage of the population, but they're just like that. And I, sorry, I, sorry, I didn't mean to say any more thing, but I once wanted to emphasize like we rely on your community, obviously, because the government's a giant bureaucratic shit ass that gets some shit done, but it also is constipated and doesn't work a whole lot of the time. But rely on your community and like spreading information, like the pictures of that lady human trafficker through Facebook and just this awareness. It's the best we can do while our government's a shit show. And while as citizens, we can change our government and just we all require our to do work in it and do our own, do our own push for our own what we want. We can help ourselves and our communities by just sharing information and just being trying to be as good to each other as we can. That's all I want to say. Sorry. Okay, um, so just like a like the quick Fair Creek update, um, always as always, uh, their arrests are now up to five hundred and a little bit over. Um, things are still going. Um, I think I forgot to save the post, but I saw a post posted by um someone who's angry at the protesters and it was pictures of like stuff like garbage left on the side of the road a very fake looking picture of spit on a truck <laughs> um it wasn't spit and <laughs> uh, <laughs> um you know just saying like look these these you know these protesters don't care about the environment at all blah 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 look look at this garbage they're leaving and like while I'm sure that there is some garbage that someone hopped in the comments and was saying that um, these are the belongings, basically, of people who were had, you know, their camp blockade set up here that were all arrested. 
and they weren't able to take their things. Which I feel like is a really fair point. Um, because what I've been seeing of what I've been seeing uh, going down there is that they are really careful. They are very careful about not starting fires. They are very careful about cleaning up after themselves because they obviously are aware of the hypocrisy in that, and they wouldn't like purposely want there to be that like that take on it. But obviously, it's happened. But it, it almost feels like staged. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's why maybe I'm I'm probably biased about it but like that's what people were like that's what people were saying like in the comments like I was there like you know these are just things that are like they can't if they're being arrested they're not able to take those things with them and from what like I said what I was seeing is like there's quite an organized thing going on down there with the protesters whereas like they are not doing that And they're not going to, I don't think they're going to start a fire because it sounds like they're being really careful about that too. There was a post on there and um, they're one of their daily updates of um, someone had been like, you know, there's like, oh, I see people smoking there or whatever. And they said, yeah, someone was smoking and we basically kicked them out. <laughs> we have really strict rules and if you can't fire them, follow them, then we're going to basically say go, like leave. And that's totally, totally fair and valid. Hmm. because of the you know you were just talking about fires um it's, it would be dangerous right out there in the middle of the woods it'd be really dangerous mm -hmm. that's interesting well that goes kind of goes back to being sure to read out a story and not just reading a headline because like in that thing that well that thing i we were riffing, i was riffing off of with that just that trudeau saying women have the right to choose an abortion thing if you read the article, it's just like, the Conservative Party leader agrees with this. I'm like, okay, so what's the fucking story? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, so it's kind of, yeah, it's like that thing about New Brunswick and it's like a little thing, right? But there's not, it's not like... Let's look into that a little bit more because I don't understand, like, I don't know about that and I don't, like, and it sounds like you you don't either. No, I don't and I, I will, but we found that out right before this. Like, it was just a thing yeah. that popped up on Reddit that was like... I just thought it was... It was like, just a tack on. It was just a tack on. It was a tack on. So, like, I'm, I'm down to touch on that later, um, along with, like, once I learn more about the thing. But this is your segment, though. Sorry. I just was talking about the whole idea about reading an article, though, because, again, the, okay. the tagline of the article says one thing. We read the article, we're like, okay, well, okay, never mind. This isn't a big deal. But a lot, a lot of people, and again, this isn't really people's fault. People are busy. They don't have time to read through shit. They just see a thing. They're like, oh, my God, this thing. But that's what I want to hope to try to help with. So I continue, though. Um, well, that's it. That's my, that's the end of my updates. This is an update episode. Um, I am still going to do obviously bigger pieces, but just because of the way my time has been consumed and mm -hmm. uh, my voice and all that, um, just, that's it. Just quick updates today. Important. I mean, I want, like I wanted to start with Jared because I felt like that was the most important to talk about. I was wondering about that. I well, let's. I'm glad that you talked about that because I was I was wondering about what happened there. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure there's a little bit that I missed just because I've been so busy. But yeah, not put together today. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have more stuff next time. So I appreciate it. That was good. I think that was a good segment, and uh, thank, thank you for you. updating me on these local on these local things, You're local happenings. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break from our uh, new sponsor. 
Get ready for Captain's Kitchen, y'all. Captain's Kitchen, local slash local food reviews. I saw from shoveling all day. Hey, have you heard of a VPN, or has the older peeps call it a virtue privatized net? Well, if not, let me tell you what Big Google does. They suck up all your information, like a fat kid chin deep in a milkshake. But a VPN can change your computer mumbo jumbo and make it so they can't see what kind of weird shit you want to buy before spamming your accounts with foot fungal cream advertisements. <gasps> but how can you find one? You don't hear anyone talking about them. I want to live in a world where I can be walking in the forest and trip over, over a VPN, break my ankle, then I can Google how to fix my ankle without the government getting up in my biz. <sighs> now I have... VPNless, the one VPN service that gives you every single VPN service all at once. Nord, Express, Surfshark, TunnelBear, CyberGhost, you have them all. Not that you've ever heard of them. Wow. You can even use it to scam Netflix. Ooh. But only that one. The others have found a way around it. And here is a customer review from a woman in fuzzy PJs. Now I can, now I can watch anything I want ever. Did you hear that? VPNless. Did you know that These some- These pajamas are really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> VPNless. Did you know that some antivirus software is just throwing a VPN for free? from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. And we're back. Captain's Kitchen, the optimistic part of the podcast, because the world sucks, but food is awesome and helps us stay alive. Yay! Welcome to Captain's Kitchen. Today, we're going to do a bit of a local food reviews, but not Bigfoot Donuts yet, because we're recording on a statutory holiday and they're closed. Good for them. They deserve a break. They do deserve a break. They're... Donuts are amazing, so we'll review those next time. But I want to talk about a new emerging thing in the Comox Valley that's really dope, and anybody that's listening and going to come tourist here or anything, please come to the Comox Valley and go support this food truck circle because we really need this. It's more interesting than most of the places in town, and it's like these little, like these really little just food carts of people just doing their passion, and it's pretty good stuff. There's like an interesting variety of stuff, and if I wanted to grow and become a bigger thing, this would be a fantastic like little food truck area. Sorry, really quick uh, correction detail edit. Uh, the all these food trucks are at the corner of Sims Millennial Park by the sketchy abandoned auto shop. There are a variety of stalls there. Um, there is Papuseria. Las Gemeras. I'm probably butchering that. It's a... Shit. I want to say Ecuadorian place. But they basically do... It's a corn... It's like a corn... Almost like a tamale, but not actually rolled in a uh, corn leaf. But it's basically like a corn flour hot pocket tamale or hot pocket that's flat with like a filling inside of it. They... There's also Jackknife Pizza, which is just like a pizza food truck, and they have a couple interesting. They have a couple of interesting 
uh, pizzas I want to talk about. And now that we tried the interesting ones, we just got the basic ones. There's the Fat Parrot, which is a kind of bit of a continental Mexican place. They do some tacos, some fried chicken, some burgers. Uh, they're a great place. The, I want to give a shout out to the uh, main cook that run that helps run that place. He work he uh, used to work with us, and he's like a dope guy. So definitely go give them some love and some money. They deserve it too. He's like super passionate guy too. Like he's more he's more passionate about cooking than most people I've met in in, in the industry. So I want him to succeed, and he he puts a lot of that in his food. So I respect that. There's the churro chica, which is a churro cart, which is fucking dope. And I want to give that some shout outs too. I love that name. Yes, it's great. And they and they actually do they also do hot dogs, but mostly the main event is the churros there. But they always do like a special a gourmet churro that has like ice cream or like stuff extra stuff on it, which I want to try. But I just want to try an original churro before because I have to do it on a day when I don't have any other sweets, so I don't give myself diabetes because they will put you into a diabetically induced coma. <laughs> but it is amazing. In the first and is the freshest and most real churro I've ever had. They also have a bunch of different dipping sauces, and they're awesome. So I want to go down these one by one just quickly off of what I can remember, and I want Gummy Bear to interject any time when you have opinions, but starting with the Churro Chica. So a churro is starting at 250 but the more you buy, I think like when you buy four, it's nine bucks. So kind of, you know, they do that. You buy more, you get a little bit cheaper stuff. They're typically tossed in their cinnamon sugar with like a dipping sauce of like they have traditional Mexican burnt caramel, some condensed milk. What do you think about the churros? The churros are really good. Yeah, they were they were very sugary though. <laughs> it was just like falling everywhere. Um, the sauce I thought it was really tasty. My only issue with it was like it was like a like it was just it could have been just like just a touch thicker. I think because like that was you know it was very drippy. Mm. But maybe that maybe it's supposed to be. I don't know. Well, I think in defense of that, because I got them to go originally, so they put them in little sauce containers, but when they were serving them to people that were just having them there, they give it like a little hot dog thing and they drizzle the sauce on it. So like this, it's like a quick Ooh. drizzle of it. So it's almost like it's, it's a fast eat. All this food is like fast. So you're not too. supposed to dip it. It's, it's supposed to be just a little bit. I think you can dip it, but that's how they were doing it. I mean, I didn't dip it too much, but like having it just be like a little bit of a coating makes more sense. They, I think there's both. I think you can dip it in some places how they serve it, but this is how that was their method of doing it. So it just makes mm-hmm. sense. It was really good though. Yeah, mm, I liked it. And I want to go Super back. Super fresh, like yeah, really yummy. I want to try their gourmet. Perfectly deep fried, so. like mm. it's a great donut. Well, you know how we love about donuts. Churro Chica, sponsor us. Give us a churro, and we'll praise you so much. <laughs> uh, the next one, uh, Jackknife Pizza. So this one we tried the other day, and these are, they're an interesting bunch. So they do mostly thick crust pizza, thick, sorry, they do thick crust pizza. They do by the slice, but they only have three varieties of their main thing. So they're mostly like you order a big pizza from them. But their two main that they will always have is Hawaiian and Triple Threat, which is like meat lovers. And then they have one of the other ones that's like a different one. Uh, So last night we tried the, we tried the Triple Threat and the Hawaiian. And the Hawaiian has roasted garlic sauce, matzo, cheddar, ham, bacon bits, fresh pineapple, and parmesan. And the triple thread has tomato sauce, aged matzo, cheddar, no, sorry, aged cheddar, matzo, shaved ham, pepperoni, bacon bits, red onion, and parmesan. And these were, these were five bucks each per piece. And I 
don't think it wasn't like so you know you buy two and you get it a bit cheaper like the buy the slice they're five bucks each and it was like a square of pizza for me i was surprised because i personally thought i was like yeah i wanted it to be a bit bigger um once i read the ingredients online though i thought about the cost and i was like it's all the cheese they use they use a crap ton of cheese so that's probably where that food cost comes into mm-hmm. it was good though and i really enjoyed it like i would rather i think it'd be better to order a whole pizza from them and have that uh, buy the slice though for snacking. It's not bad. Five bucks for pizza. It's a, it was a pretty good piece of pizza. I was pretty happy with it. But uh, gummy bear, how did you feel? Um. Well, it was yummy, but I mean, as far as pizzas goes, it was kind of weird. <laughs> mm. Like it's not. Like, it's more like a sourdough than like a pizza dough. There's no tomato sauce, but like it was really yummy. Like it was an interesting take on pizza. I guess I would say. Like I wouldn't say that it was bad by any means. It's just not what I would expect when you say something's pizza. <laughs> well, you're right. And I was reading through their menu online, and a lot of them use the roasted garlic sauce. Also, like, the way that they put the toppings on, it was really hard for them, like, to eat it without it, like, falling apart or, like, falling off. Like, the, because, like, the, the, piece, like, the pieces of ham were, like, on top of the cheese and stuff, like, under it. So it was, like, I felt like I had to, like, I couldn't, and, like, you can't just bite through it and like bite half through the ham it was like if you if you're if you're gonna bite the ham you're eating all of that piece of ham right away instead like it's just gonna come off mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be bitten off well that was you know an issue I was like okay well i guess i'll just eat this whole piece of ham <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of like save like having it spread out and also all of the toppings seem to be very much like on the one like one corner of the of the slice, I guess, or instead. So then like, there's like a good portion of it that I felt was just crust and cheese, but like not in a pizza. I don't know. It was good. Like, I'm not saying it was bad, but like, it was a little strange. <laughs> I think there, well, it's a comment about the crust is one criticism I do have of it is I thought the crust was a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. Like it was very hard, and just because I I have a, I have two retainers in my mouth, that permanent one, so I have to be careful when I bite into stuff. Well, I have a jaw problem, and you know, it was a little bit tough, yeah. So the dough's good, but the bottom just has like a really intense crunch on it, which is dope. But uh, if you have, if you have to be careful with your teeth, you like obviously if you have bad teeth, you definitely can't eat it. And if you have stuff in your teeth, you got to be careful. The the, as for the shape of it, though, the corner thing, I think it's because they bake their pizza in squares. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, if we ended up getting, like, the side pizzas or whatever. A full pizza, just one big brick, which is... I mean, like this, I don't know. If I I hadn't, I wasn't there when you got it, so, like, I wasn't able to see anything else of, mm-hmm. of it. And I'd be willing to try it again, for sure. Well, or you said, you know, you were saying there was interesting flavors you wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And you were going to tell me about... <laughs> I will. No, I started just saying, I think that they're square pizzas because ours were literally squares of pizza, like with right angles, where yeah, they oh, weren't... Yeah, definitely they, a they rectangle. They're making a rectangle for sure. Yeah, they weren't a cute angled pizza, which is uh, for any geometry fans out there. <laughs> so the pizzas I wanted to try, because they, so they have two locations too. They have one in Black Creek and one here. Oh, and they okay. both have a little bit of differences on their menu, because like, they have one thing written on their food truck there, but was not on their online menu. It's a Dijon pickle pizza. And I want to try that because I'm a masochist and I want to know what's up. What, That's what's interesting. Up. I'm curious. I like weird shit. I just want to know what's up. I want to, it, maybe it's disgusting. Maybe it's not. I'm curious. 
The other one is, this sounds a bit more interesting because there are variants of this kind of stuff, but it's a potato bacon pizza. Because I've never had a potato pizza before, but I've heard those can be good if it's done well. So I'm curious about that one. I've done that before, but it was not good. It did not execute it well. (laughs) Well, I think the the cautionary... That was my bad. (laughs) I imagine the caution thing with a potato pizza is that it's already a lot of carbs, so you don't want to over-carb, like already a carb thing. And starch, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like you could do it well, but it's a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. You got to have like the proper balance or something like that for sure. Mm-hmm. And the last one I want to give super props to before we can try else, because as last, just shout out to the food truck circle. There's also a shaved ice card there that I want to try once just to give it a try. The papuseria, yeah, these uh, corn tamales, they, it was just like tomato, it was like onions, chicken, or sorry, onions, chicken, vegetables, like zucchini, kind of random stuff in there. With, and again, wrapped in a corn tortilla. It traveled surprisingly well, because I walked to the water park from there. But it's like, must, good to eat fresh. Like, I wouldn't say it's something, don't eat it an hour from now, but eat it, it's good half, it's good like 20 to half an hour minutes from now. It's good street food. You, she gave me like a really dope salsa with it that was not, it wasn't spicy, it was just tangy, and it was really, really mm-hmm. good. So anybody that doesn't have that, and I think she has okay. So originally, I was unhappy. I thought the mo- the model was a bit of a I had a bit of a criticism of it, but I've kind of I think I'm happy with it, it, it over more thought. So the main thing she charges for the papuyas, fuck, I'm gonna butcher it. The corn tamale things <laughs> is she has four different variants: two without me, two with me, and they are four. They're seven dollars for an individual one, or ten dollars for two of them. And she also sells interesting, weird Mexican pops. I got a pineapple pop that was effing delicious. So it was a credit to those two for, like, good pops with cane sugar that are not crap, just corn sugar shit, even though all sugar is bad for you. So, but, so, I yeah, so originally I was like, I thought that was a bit expensive for one, but I understand that they're more of a process making things. So if you're making two, it's not that much more bad than making one. It's a startup of a thing and how you make these things. Yeah. And 10, like, I shared it with Gunny Bear. We got two for 10, and I thought it wasn't enough. But then I thought about it again. I was like, well, if I want a snack, five bucks for a snack like that, that's not bad. But if it was 10 bucks and I ate them myself, I would feel satisfied. Like, I feel like that's a meal. I felt like it was filling, yeah. So if you're a hungry boy, two for 10 is actually dope for you. Uh, get one with me, one without. They're both worth, worth trying. Uh, sorry, I can't remember the exact ingredients in there because I forgot. To, I had to cram this episode and didn't get to write it down. But I want to go back and read. Do you mean one with beans? Because that's what you did. Yes. All oh, right. One had beans, one didn't because I know you're not a big fan of it. Uh, so one has beans, one doesn't. It's like veg with beans, veg without beans, and then like same thing with meat and all that. So there's not a lot of varieties, but it's interesting. And it's the most it's the most interesting street food out of everything. It was um, really good. Yeah. Uh, but the fat parrot, though, is more get closer to, like, a, they have a wide variety of things. Like, they have tacos, they have shrimp, fried shrimp stuff, they have a fried chicken burger. So they're more, like, restaurant food. And Jackknife Pizza kind of does that, except with just all pizza in the truck. So go check out this food truck coast circle. If you're in the Comox Valley, help support local businesses. Uh, these people, and it's safer than other inside things for COVID, if you're worried about that. But I just think it's a good, those are local businesses to support. Other, I know I'm yeah. super pro Bigfoot Donuts. We want to start making sure we give love to other businesses too. That just like it's all about community. Is that whatever, whatever our differences are, we're we're all a community, right? So, and if you're not in the Comox Valley, you have a local business you want to support. Like, just make sure you go support them, give them some love, give them a decent tip. The last thing we want to touch on in Captain's Kitchens before we holy shit two hours cut out of this podcast <laughs> to give some food for thought is smoothies, and this is an important thing to me because they really helped my poops. 
and I don't know if this would scan track for everybody, but it was super helpful to me, and I think they're not terrible meat or, or meal replacements for people that want to try this, unless you're lactose intolerant. But because I, I know you're you're a smoothie liker as well, gummy bear. So I want to know, curious what what what's a good smoothie to you? And uh, if you want some time to, if do I you mean, want... there's so many things that can be a good smoothie. Like it's hard to make a bad one. <laughs> I I would just say like it's not the smoothies. I mean, it is for you directly the smoothies, but it if because of the fact that you obviously didn't have enough fiber before, <laughs> and that's your way of getting the fiber you need, then that's fine. But. You know, I wouldn't completely just be like, smoothies help with poop. <laughs> it wasn't about the fiber, though. It's about the yogurt in the smoothies and the gut biome. And the thing, because it was after, because it, it was is an epiphany I had. And no, it was a thing, because it was five, like five years ago, I had a gut infection, so I had to go on antibiotics. And then it ruined, and I was I had bad poop forever, and I always thought that was just a thing in my life. Then I happened again, but got worse when I got an infection like a year ago. And this is the only thing that's helped me in five years have like a solid poop. And again, I know it's not going to track for everybody because everyone's different. But I think it's, again, good for meal replacements as kind of a thing if you want to do that. And I don't think that there's an argument that this is a super unhealthy thing unless you want to make the vegan argument that no dairy products. But then that's more of an opinion thing. So for me, like what a dope smoothie is, is half to... Half an, or half and a quarter cup of frozen berries. I always like to do blueberries, but also mix them with like those imperfect strawberries that are frozen, like the ones that are all fucked up because they're cheaper and that way nothing goes to waste. Then you add that with about over half a cup of yogurt. And uh, I go with sugar. I go with no sugar, just plain probiotic yogurt. It's actually funny because like I just kind of, I started off with vanilla yogurt, then went on to this plain probiotic yogurt that was just like zero milk fat and all this kind of stuff and no sugar. It was the no sugar thing I was looking after. Then like six months later, I ordered groceries and they subbed out, subbed it out with some vanilla yogurt and I tried it and it was so sweet. It tasted like I was having a milkshake. It was too much. I couldn't do it. <laughs> my smoothie was like, oh my God, this is like sickeningly sweet. And I was like, can't believe how used I was to that to then having plain yogurt. So I barely even noticed it now. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, because, like, I want to watch my sugar intake. And that's hypocritical of me, because I like to bake things and eat that. So I'm not going to have extra sugar in my coffee and yogurt smoothie. But then I do a couple I do a couple cups of either milk or oat milk, if you're into that kind of thing. You can do alternate stuff like that. That's not bad. Oat milk, mm-hmm. I think, is you know, like... You don't have to use dairy in a smoothie, right? Yeah. And then so you just have a milk supplement. And if you don't want to do that, you do water, too. I also throw water in there as well. And then I do a teaspoon of chia seeds... You give it a, or sorry, no, do that last. So you do a quick blend to get everything kind of a little bit mushy. Throw some chia seeds in there. You let them soak for a half an hour. And again, that's what the water's for because they absorb that moisture and that's how your body breaks them down. And then, and the chia seeds are a fine line. Like if you're not getting any, if you're getting no other fiber, then don't do the chia seeds because it's a fine line. I just don't have a, like I don't eat a crap ton of whole wheat toast and stuff like that. So I don't get, so I just like, that's my main source of fiber to get fiber you don't have to eat bread for fiber <laughs> i know well i know but that's what i'm saying i just use the chia seeds that's why but i'm saying it's a fine line like if you're getting fiber uh, if, at least for me if i was getting fiber from another source and i have that teaspoon of chia seeds i'll feel it in my poop but if i don't get a source of fiber and i just have the chia seeds i feel it and if i have to okay. skip the chia seeds and go that that's what i'm saying so my point though is i'm just saying that that's just what i think is a dope smoothie you blend that up and again you add the amount of water based on how thick you want it and how drink drinky you want it but that's kind of, I like that as like a good meal thing. If you want something light for a midnight snack, that's not as heavy. 
I like smoothies with too much ginger. <laughs> it's really good for your skin. Is it fresh? And I also don't, I also personally like even like, um, uh, I don't like using most of the time. Sometimes I'll like do something different, but most of the time I don't like having smoothies with dairy or dairy alternatives. Um, and I don't just use water. I would use um, like juice, um, like unsweetened apple juice or orange juice. And then like I like to use like kale or spinach or like, you know, you get the actual like um, vegetable in there because mm-hmm. uh, you got lots of you got lots of uh, protein and vitamins in that. You know, and um, berries. I like mixed berries and sometimes a touch of honey. Sometimes not. The honey goes against like the sugar thing where I just got used to not having it, but I did used to do that as a sub. Yeah, I would say I don't do that very often because mm. I don't find it necessary, but sometimes I do. That sounds like a healthier smoothie than me. I do like throwing spinach in it. Like raw spinach isn't that bad if it's a little bit of it, and it's like that's a lot of that's a lot of extra health for you. I usually use kale more often than spinach. I don't eat kale that often because your body has a hard time digesting it unless it's like really broken down, like through that either massaging it or cooking it off a bit. But that's just like what I've heard. I'm not or sure blending it to into a smoothie. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Is it how raw is it though? Is that does that work? Does that work enough, or is it like does your body just? I've kind never of pass had any problem form? with it. That's cool. And I've never seen kale in my poop, ever. <laughs> okay, then that must do it. I don't know, because that's what I mean, where it's, remember, we used to do the thing at work where you massage the kale to break it down so you can eat raw and salad. Yeah, I always thought that was silly, but it, that's, it, I don't, I don't want to start an argument, but I'm just, I'm just I, saying, I, I, I always thought that was a little silly. I thought it worked. I, I thought, I, I, I strong, I agreed with that. I, I learned that that wasn't my idea. That was somebody else's. That I was know, Pew's I know idea. that. I'm just saying. That's fair. Sorry, Pew. Didn't want to insult Pew either. It's no. just personally, no, I still not. did it's, it. I never argued with it about at work. It's not, it's, not, it's not a dunk on that at all. It's not a dunk at all. It's just a difference of opinion. It's the thing with cooks. We all have different opinions about shit. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for sure. We yeah. can all we can all work. We always argue when we get to the food portion. <laughs> well, that's because food. That's the cool thing about cooks. We're all passionate, artistic assholes. Um. Uh, so, is there anything to end on though with that and uh, with Captain's Kitchen? And that was kind of a bit. This is a bit short. No, I'm sorry about me being squeaky um, and not talking to you very much this episode. As usual, like thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm sorry I talked over you so much. Thank you for listening to anybody that has uh, listened this far. As for our next podcast, I was. So the next Canadian Piracast will be out on the 23rd of August as we're going to take a week off to kind of get caught up in our adult duties and our real lives. I whether it's a, it might be about movies, it also might be about stuff happening in Canada. We don't we don't even know yet. Only the Riddler knows. <laughs> Sorry, I always think of like Jim Carrey as a Riddler, like that insane like that's my favorite. That's it, that's it though. That's like basically how Yes, that's kind of like essentially that's feel like how that's feel like the consistency that we have. So, any final words though to uh, our our audience and people living and our our, our awesome view, our awesome listeners that are in totally different countries or using VPNs. Hello. <laughs> I'd like to say ni hao to everyone listening. Oh, actually, goodbye. To our one viewer. Oh, is that hello? Okay, well I don't have to say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, thank you for listening. Be kind to each other. Don't be afraid. Be aware. We'll be here next time. You're not the way I won't do much good.
Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast today. If you'd like to know more about what we talked about, sources are in the description. And if you'd like to contact us, ask questions, or give feedback or anything, you can email us at canadianpiratecast at gmail.com or follow Beckham Kid on Facebook and Beckham underscore Kid on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page for Canadian Pirate Cast. We appreciate anyone taking the time to talk to us, and that's all in the description. Bye!